Welcome to yet another edition of the Skyline Podcast. Just like in years past, just like in years past, Trent Deerich and I will be bringing you the 2012 season preview. We will be touching on every single team in Sky. We're not just going to be focusing on the Phillies, not just going to be focusing on the Braves or the Angels. We are focusing on every single team here in Sky. Trent Deerich, you ready to get this going? I'm ready. Hell yeah. So first off, Deerich, you've been a little uh, quiet lately. Well, what's going on with these exports? You know, when you have what's what's that phrase? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't got to do much, so I'm letting. Uh, I don't have a free agent to get. Haven't made a trade this off season. Happy rolling the same squad into 2012 as I did last year. Fair enough. Um, so let's actually start with those Atlanta Braves. They had a hell of a season last year, just like always, or just like the last um, four of the last five years. They won the Atlantic Division, but their season came to an end at the hands of these Phillies. Yep, another first-round exit for us. Lost um, in six to the Phillies. Yeah, what are you going to do? No one hit. Pat Clegg did his thing, and I uh, lost to a good team that went all the way to the finals. So I can't kick myself, but... As far as looking to 2012, it's a the identi- It's an identical roster. Um, I lost one. Not reliever. entirely sure. The the biggest loss of all, Mike Gomez. That's true. You know what? I, I uh, forgot he was on my team. So maybe I have not exported it enough. Uh, yeah, we lost Gomez. That's a big piece. Um, kind of happy to have his constant stress of an injury weighing on my mind. Uh, gonna roll with the new. New guy in left. Butcherco should play about 120 games there for me. Gomez is a big blow, but I don't think it propels me outside of first place in this division. Butcherco, if nothing else, is just going to kick ass defensively. I mean, he's so good. Yeah, so, so Gomez is a gold glover, and uh, I think I'm going to replace him with another gold glover. I don't know. Butcherco quietly had an 840 OPS last year. He's pretty good. Yeah, this is part of the reason why I was happy with, or at least willing to part with Gomez. Um, I had the, the money issue, to pay him. Yeah. I had the money to pay him, but it was forty million, roughly thirty-five million. I, I'm glad he's gone. I think he'll do well in Colorado, but happy with Billy Butt in left. There is, however, one big issue with Butchcon, that is he cannot play lefties. He, he cannot can't at all. Uh, in, in his career. 12 for 89 against lefties with 32 strikeouts. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's he's horrible. Uh, 30 contact guy against lefties. He will not be seeing the field. You don't have to worry about me. He will not start. Lanzillo is going to go play left. He's kind of my utility man slash John Boren replacement. Um, I think we'll do well. I'm not very worried about the, the lineup. The worst thing about the Braves was... I was trying to upgrade the pitching staff. It has not happened. Um, I loaded Chris Meacham out there. Didn't get the bites I want. And it's starting to make me think that I'm just out of my fucking mind. Because apparently I value Meacham a lot more than any other team. You guys have any thoughts on that? It's multiple-time All-Star. I think it's sort of strange that you don't get some bites. Yeah. I mean, I think it's sort of weird. I mean, now he's being paid. You know what I mean? But, you know, $13 That's pretty good for a third yeah. baseman. No, I agree. You're right. It's not bad. I think it's partly that and partly that he got a bit of a rating set here back in February uh, per OSA. Yeah. 
Very um, slight, but uh. So it's still a slight hit, but for someone that wasn't an extremely high overall in the first place, um, the the uh, the output, the statistical output speaks for itself. You, you don't get there on accident. Right. Yeah, he's he's very consistent. Switch hitter, great on defense. I always hoped he was going to get a Gold Glove, but it's never happened. Um, he got robbed by Tim Tosilo, didn't he? He did one year, yeah. He won Rookie of the Year in 2007. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, he's had an awesome run for me. So he's a guy I like to keep, but if I move him, and to everyone listening, he's still available. Uh, I have Galdemez in the Wimps. But the whole plan this offseason was move Meacham for a pitcher. Hasn't happened, so I'm Galdem- rolling the same team. Galdemez playing second and uh, uh, Bohr in the DH. I'm going to bounce it around. Galdemez played uh, last year about a third of the time at third. Sometimes it's short. Sometimes it's second. It'll. I'll be rotating it a lot. Galdemez was, in, was a uh, all-star last year. I don't think I realized that. He was. It was very undeserved as well. <laughs> uh, he uh, finished the year strong, but it wasn't that special at the break. But he snuck in there as a second baseman. Things like this happen to the Braves all the time. There's another guy with an 834 OPS last year. Just just quiet, you know, 800-plus OPS. Yeah. Um, we haven't even talked about the two studs of this team, Silky Flores and Franklin Manriquez. Yeah, Manriquez, let me say, uh, I've been seeing this praises for so long, finally made an appearance in the OSA Top 20. Sitting there at 14, so it confirms that I'm not crazy. He's actually great. I'm expecting a big breakout year for him this year. And to say that breakout, you know, he won the rookie of the year last year. But I'm expecting big, bigger things. And you you, you want to upgrade the pitching staff. It's still a quality up top. Eddie Hill, Gilberto Meza, Tyler Trim. That's still a, a solid one, two, three. Um, behind that, there's... Uh, some question marks. There, there are definitely some question marks. Um, some of the... Frank Barra has really good control, not, not a lot else. Matt Leffler has fantastic movement, but no control. Uh, Steve Manning had two war last year, so he's probably going to uh, get a shot. Chris yeah, Carey gotta, had one war last year. I got to have Leffler and Barra become roommates and teach each other a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> they could make a hell of a pitcher if they were combined. Boy, wouldn't they, though? Yeah, so I have some question marks. Yeah, But it'll probably be the same uh, rotation as last year with Manning. And I'm with losing Teague and Bippy, but whatever. And with that offense, it's not really going to matter. It's going to be a, another great year in, uh, in Atlanta. Anything else you need to touch on? I don't think so. All right, let's take us to Cincinnati then. Uh, just like always, they uh, they made some moves themselves. When it when it's Cincinnati, not not making moves. Am I right? Yeah, he's aggressive. Got to got to admire the uh, uh, admire whatever. Yeah. Added Jason McTaggart, Nate Anderson, Hisato Nakamura in free agency. Um, and not a lot of losses. Lost Mike Owen, trade away Zaire Brazil, but mainly those two big acquisitions. They lost uh, or those uh, three. Well, they lost uh, the shortstop Kane too, so he's gone. They did. They did lose Kane. So, although he was traded at the deadline, I believe. Did he finish last year in Cincinnati? I thought he did because I thought he was on the list of uh, opt out, opt in last year. I think he, he ended was up just hurt. He was hurt a lot last year, that's for sure. Oh, he, okay, that's right. He opted out, and then he was released by the Reds. Right. Okay, that's why I wasn't showing up. Uh, but that, yeah, so they also have to replace uh, Greg Kane. Um, if you look at someone who's starting right there in his uh, spring training lineup, Tyler Olson. It's interesting. You know, P.S. for Tyler Olson this spring training. Yeah, it's uh, really encouraging to have him play so well. A couple of these borderline rookies 
guys are playing well, Olsen and Gearhart. And I don't know if Olsen's going to start in the majors. I think he probably needs another year. But knowing Matt, he's probably going to throw him to the Wolves. It's sort of interesting. Ruiz is playing well in spring training, too. I mean, he's got all these guys that are young there. Um, it, I think one of the problems on this team is still a problem, and that's the defense. Uh, this is why they're pitching so bad. Um, uh, I don't know where they're going to play Tim Fleming. And if they DH him, uh, I don't know the, where, where they're going to play Chris Scarf. And uh, there's only one DH spot. And uh, if Tyler Olson plays, he should probably be in it. So uh, I, 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 I'm a little concerned about the defense. And I think that that really has a big effect. I think that hurts. Hurts a lot. I think that was one of the problems with the pitching staff last year in Cincinnati. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. He doesn't have much of a choice. I think he's forced to play Fleming at first base. Um, and you just kind of have to bite the bullet at that point. But um, He's still got Tristan Clark at second base, can play Eric Hale and Jason McTaggart on the left side of the infield, wherever you want to. Um, Eric Hill is a plus-plus defender at shortstop. Jason McTaggart is a very good defender um, anywhere on the infield. Yeah, anywhere, that, yeah, that side of the infield's finally good, but I think this is why he has to put Olsen in AAA because you just can't have him and Scarf and Fleming in the lineup. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if Reese breaks camp with the team, considering he did spend most of last year at AAA. He, he's a plus-plus defender. You've got Alex Parra, who's an elite defender uh, everywhere in the outfield. So it's just going to come down to, is he willing to sacrifice the bat for the glove? I think he, he should. I think Ruiz is, should be playing, uh, playing every day for him. I think it's possible Ruiz is ready, and uh, he's done a good thing by getting him some reps out and right, because uh, obviously he has Mario. So, uh, See, I mean, I, at, at, the key to this team also is health. Does Mario stay healthy? Um, does Fleming stay healthy? Right. Does Does, does Phil Lu- Saunders stay healthy? Does, does Nate Lu- Anderson stay healthy? Does Lucini stay healthy? Yeah, like, he's got right. five or six guys who are really, really scary. So, but yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that it's what you could squint and see this as a playoff team if everybody stays healthy. But I think we all know the chances of that happening are, are pretty low. You yeah, know, so. I know Matt's Matt is a uh, super optimistic. He said that uh, he thinks he can def- contend for the Atlantic Championship for the title. That also seems like high praise. Scott, but... one of the things that he did improve this year was his pitching staff. He's going to have a healthy Phil Saunders for the most part. Nate Anderson, Hisato Nakamura, Jake Mode. So he at least has competent pitchers to then hand it off to the lockdown bullpen of Noah Wallace, Joe Kramer, Juan Figueroa, Juan Leal. So. I feel a lot better about this pitching staff this year than I did last year. Yeah, they're at least going to be. There's not free wins. You know, whenever you played the four or five starter against Cincinnati, it was just a W. Yeah, I'm not quite as I'm not quite as uh, bullish on their pitching staff as you are. I mean, I think Phil Saunders is a useful piece, but a little worried about his health. Uh, hasn't pitched in a year. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't think it looks bad. Um, yeah, one, two, three, it's it's solid, but two of those guys are injury-prone. Just to add they're not exactly who you want at one, two, three. No, no, they're solid guys, but he got rid of the AC head last year, and he's going to be paying the price for it, even with Ruiz and Olsen playing as well as they are. I'd still rather see Justin Muller on this team. I, I, I completely agree with you there. 
I think he sold low on Mueller despite the package that he got. I think he sold low. Yeah, it's just it's hard to make those trades midseason. Like you might as with a player like Mueller, you might as well wait till the offseason when everyone's hungry for trades and you can really weigh your options instead of going for the first thing. That said, Ruiz looks great. I would recommend he stick him in center field. Maybe give Murillo a break. Let him play left field. You know, be a little less strenuous on his body. Because, like we said, it's all health for this team, and I'm, I'm just not optimistic about it. I think I'm going to end up feeling badly because I have a feeling they're going to be banged up all year and, you know, finish in fifth again. And I'm going to feel badly because it's not like he did anything wrong, right? Just got um, hurt a lot. So I, I think he did things wrong by trading for guys who get hurt a lot. Well, right. Might be true. That's a big problem. Right. All right. Anything else with Cincinnati? Nope. All right. Let's move on to Pittsburgh. They were making moves this offseason and not the moves you'd expect from Pittsburgh. They were, for better or worse, they were in sell mode. It's, it's they, really strange offseason. They sold off. Andy Allen, Tim McCorkle, Luis Perez walked in free agency, Doug Carey walked in free agency, Josh Wingard walked in free agency, as did Luis Perez. Yeah, still a lot of talent, but they didn't get that much in return. They lost the most war in the league, 13.9 war from last year. On the flip side, they added Tristan Havens, they added Steve Haas, um, and they added Joe Witten. That's it. I just don't see any way this team is better than last year's team. It's not. Like, no. they, it's they, not. They have to lose more games than last year. Yeah, they went they, from they, a 95-win team to an 85-win team. Easy. There's just no way they're as good as they were last year. Is there? Is there any way they cobbled together another 90-win season? I just don't They have it. not won fewer than 91 games since 2001. I mean, it's an incredible run, and good for them. I mean, both... Not only that, they have not finished worse than second in the division or fewer than eight games back. I mean, they still have Pelton. Obviously, he's really good. Uh, I don't think the pitching staff looks all that terrible, quite frankly. Uh, I'm a little bit more worried about the lineup. Um, uh, you don't get rid of a guy that's, you know, the one of the best two catchers in the league. and, and I would just say the best. Right. And he got I mean, nothing for him. McCorkle is gone. I mean, he's still got Eddie Dolly. So Eddie Dolly's good. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Jaden Simon, although he was awful last year, right? Or maybe he gets a bump there. So I don't know. Rumor has it that Dolly may have been moved this offseason, but right. was, uh, that uh, he could not pull the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Steve Haas's help. That'll help. Because um, I think Steve Haas is a hell of a good player. Um, might even be underrated. Yeah, he's kind of been a one of those guys who's just been a disappointment his whole career. I think he started underrated, then was so underrated that he got overrated, and then he was so overrated that we stopped talking about him, and these last two years he's put up an 820-plus OPS. Well, right, and now he's sort of underrated again. You're right. That's an interesting point. He's gone from hero to zero to hero again. Yeah, we sound know. like Bill Simmons right now. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, the defense maybe... is still going to be there. Maybe this is a playoff team. Maybe. I, I don't know. I just... I, I'm not going to bet against the Pirates. I still think it's a playoff team. Um, I did like I mean, it, getting it's still, not a bad, it's still not a bad team by any stretch. The, the oh, I don't think they're going to be bad. Really... 
Right. The, the pitching staff isn't where we expected it to be, but Ted Foley is going to be a solid addition to that bullpen. Luis Vizcarando is still Luis Vizcarando. Scott Sears is one of the best young relievers in baseball. Um, it's just not as dominant as we've seen Pittsburgh teams uh, of past. Yes, at least it doesn't look it on paper. So, I mean, the best thing they did was make a trade with San Diego, and uh, steal one of his best prospects for just about nothing. Oh, and that's Derek Hendricks, that, who should be up probably next year, but you never know. Maybe it could be a late. He'll probably problem. stay in AAA this year. Yeah, I think he's a year away. I mean, hasn't played above Double A. Well, I guess he did. He got a cup of coffee last year in San Diego, but, but yeah. I mean, that was the highlight of the offseason for me because that McCorkle deal, I, I'm still scratching my head about it. It's a top 10, top 15 player in baseball at a position where there's no one else good and you get nothing in return. I was disappointed. Jackie's and I know what you're going to say, Jake. Five. I know you're going to say these pitchers are good, Foley and Gaudier, but they're not. Um, they're okay at best. They're four or five starters on a good team. And that kind of return for a top 10 guy is really shitty. I don't. I, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I I, I sort of like this Gaudier guy. Um, uh, my scout's a big believer. Likes him more than OSA. Um, but I think that for a guy at a real premium position, I mean, is there a more premium position than catcher? Hell I think no. it's. I think it's worse than shortstop. It's worse than good defending center fielder. It's worse than everything. Right. There are. It's worse no, than right-handed hitting. Oh my God! It's worse, it's worse fielder. than anything. Yeah. And so to get that sort of return for one of the best two, if it's not McCorkle, it's Hayes, but or Haynes, but but one of the best two catchers in the whole sky, I think, is a disappointment. I don't I don't hate these prospects. I just don't think it's worthy of that sort of return. Yeah, I think so. Foley might be okay, but uh, Jason's going to say. Fuck you guys. I'm trusting my scout. My scout, I have to put my full faith in him. But you don't. You just don't have to trust your scout blindly. That's a dumb thing to do. Uh, none of these guys were rated highly in the Angels system. None of them were a top 100 prospects. Those are resources at your disposal, and you should use them. And choosing to ignore them and instead opt to trust your scout, that's a mistake. Who knows? He might be rewarded for it, but it's just objectively a dumb decision. We're we're not uh we're not too worried about that over here in in California. No, why would you be? You don't care, right? Um, anyway, I mean they still have, again they still have Nate Fort, they still have Eddie Dollar, they still have John Salinas. That's a lot of lefties in this lineup. Uh, Joe Rolo, I don't know if he's really a true number two. Neil Mitchell, maybe last year was just a flash in the pan. Uh, the talent is still there. It, it's not a it's not an untalented team. I don't think it's a bad team. I'm just not sure it's a really good team anymore. No, it's it's the, what it is. It's not a Pittsburgh team we've seen in the past. Right. That's what it is. They're not a contender. They, they could make the playoffs, and I think they will make the playoffs. But they're just they're not a contender for the championship. And he gave it away for not much in return. Uh, the other person that got moved, Andy Allen, yeah, for an interesting prospect of an interesting package of prospects. Uh, headlined by Gabe Allen, a top 40 prospect. Now, Gabe Allen's a good prospect. This this kid I like a lot, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Not a real big fan of anything else in that return. You're giving up a lot for Gabe Allen, and Gabe Allen is a disruptive guy, can't hit lefties, really can't play defense. I mean, that's a lot of negatives. What he can do is pitch. 
Well, oh, he's no. not going to be pitching. Oh, well, no. He also can't pitch, so knock that off. The potential <laughs> nonsense is there. That guy's not fucking pitching today, <laughs> ever. All right. So, we get on the Infernals? Enough on the Pirates. You know, I'm going to say Gabe Allen. I hate Gabe Allen. Let me just throw that out there for the future. We can reference this in five years when Gabe Allen's uh, doing my dry cleaning. All right. <laughs> on to the Tampa Bay Rays slash Virginia Black Bears. Um, they went out and made a splash this offseason. It uh, would have been a bigger splash in 2007 than in 2012. They went out and they signed Joselito Viramontes. They re-signed Egadeo Green after saying they weren't going to get him. They signed Chris Kenworthy. And they lost a couple guys. Lost Titsworth and free agency. Luis Ruiz. But for the most part, it's, this, it's the same team that came back. That's coming back. Gosh, this Green thing is so funny to me. That he posts, uh, Birdo posts, Goodbye to our former MVP. We love you. You're the face of the franchise. And then no one fucking wants him. Just nobody in the entire league values him at all. And he signs for like $6 million a year. That's probably a sign that maybe he's not as good as he thought, Birdo. 6-6-6-6-6-5-7 over three years with th- uh, two team options. A, uh, a California Angel special. Yeah, it's a good contract, sure. I don't, Just, have any, uh, I don't have any problem with the signing. I mean, I, I think don't, he's worth I don't $6.5 either. million. Dollars. That's fine. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah. But it's funny that Birdo looked at this guy as the face of his franchise and valued him at a hell of a lot more than $6 million. It's sort of interesting that, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, back be fair. when these were the Rays in 2007, Green was really freaking good. And in 2009, he was really freaking good. Yeah. So there was a couple of year period there where he really was as good as he's saying he was. He right? is... Like he he won position player of the year in 2007. I mean, that that, that doesn't mean nothing. It's so... pretty cool that he has an MVP, but it's never won, never made the all-star team. So... I think it's fun. Only two players have more war in Ray's Black Bears history. Chris Hardman, someone that we probably have not heard about, uh, won't, um, did have 65 career war, four-time gold lover, five-time all-star, uh, 53.7 jaws, has gotten at least one Hall of Fame vote each of the last three years, and current, or at least soon to be Hall of Famer, hopefully, Jai Rigby. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Rigby, I didn't know he was uh, in Tampa. He was. Yeah. He spent one, uh, seven years in Tampa. I do not think that I knew that he was a uh, – I'm surprised Flores isn't on that list, but okay. I think we're talking position players. Oh, these yeah, are just position okay. players. Fair enough. Now, in terms of all war, Juan Flores is first because uh, Juan Flores is really freaking good. Oh, my God. This man's good at baseball. Yeah. Do you think he hits again this year? He's he's in the lineup right now in uh, in spring training. I don't see why I wouldn't. I think Birdo's. I mean, he's hit the last two years. He's done pretty well. He's a good hitter. He, his numbers are shockingly good, actually, the more I look at him. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why you would make the change. I don't think it's something I would do personally, but you got to sell tickets, right? Make your team he, a, uh, he did have that bone bruise in his wrist last year. He's probably not going to play against. Uh, actually, he's got that. He's got that Nate Riley contact split. Higher contact against lefties than righties, even though he's a left-handed hitter. Interesting. Interesting. He's a weird dude, this Juan Flores guy. Tell you what. He's not going to walk, but he's going to hit the ball hard. 
Well, right. That's what it is. I mean, you can tell from the numbers, right? Like he hits 290 and his on base percentage is 322. So obviously he's not walking. But then the slugging is closer to 600 than it is to 550, right? Like or closer. Well, pretty close. Um, And so, you know, he's, he's a good hitter. Yeah, I don't love the ratings, but I'm pretty impressed with the stats. Yeah. He had 21 home runs last year. I mean, for the love of God. He hit more home runs than he allowed last year. That's pretty neat. That may be my new favorite stat. That is a good stat. There's no way that's ever happened, right? For a guy. Um, I mean, like a reliever who hit like two home runs in a single season. I mean, I. Oh, my God. You're going to have to make me find that, aren't you? Well, we also just don't have very many players who can qualify. Right. Um, I think Omari, Omari Josie may have done it um, first ever hitter of the year in the West and then proceeded to not hit ever again. Hmm. Omari Josie is a, is a very interesting case to the, to you historians is rook is 1980 year with the angels, 8.5 batting war the following year played in Toronto, started 27 games. And then in 1982, three years later, was on his way to becoming a full-time pitcher. Because why not? Strange. I will say that Goopy, Joe Culpepper, did it once, but he only pitched 17 innings that year. <laughs> so that doesn't count. Yeah. That's something. He didn't have that many at-bats. Kind of neat. But yeah, yeah. anyway, the, the, the Black Bears. We did, get, we did get off topic there. It's... Yeah. Um, it's the same team that's coming back. Flores, Kensel is the number two, maybe not. Tim Tarbucks, Craig Shippey, Chris Kenworthy. So the, the, the rotation has, of course, Flores at the top. Tarbucks at the two. He was not great last year. Um, 5-3 ERA. And then behind that, it's just more and more question marks. Gabriel Juarez was finally moved to the bullpen. Um, not that he was all that better last year. Flickinger's in the bullpen right now. Pennington's in the bullpen right now. So that pitching staff's a lot of question marks, and it's not like that lineup can buoy a rough staff. It feels like the same team plus Viramontes to me. Um, yeah. And I don't think he's going to move the needle very much. I think Viramontes helps. Um, he certainly but helps, but it doesn't propel them into playoff contention yeah. by any stretch. Yeah, I think, I think somewhere... Deep down, Berto knows that, right? Like that he knows that it's, you know, a couple more years before he really is going to try to do anything uh, really grand with this team. We'd I'm also continu- be remiss if we did not mention Roseman Macias, who comes back in two weeks from a partially torn UCL last year. Yeah. I mean, as far as hitting goes, I'm continually impressed by the development of Ryan McIntyre. My God, this guy's incredible. Really cool uh, career for him, too. He right. was uh, really drafted as a reliever. Mm-hmm. An yeah. elite reliever at that. I thought he was one of the best reliever prospects I'd ever seen. I tried to trade up for him because I, you know, I see a little two-way potential. But Berto drafted him and never let him pitch ever. And he, uh, he made the right call. The guy has been an RBI machine. I mean, that is really good stuff in back-to-back seasons. Yeah, it's, really it's nearly it's nearly identical production. It is really impressive stuff. 250 and, uh, RBIs over the last two years. Not a lot of guys can say that. And it's really fun to have have it come out of a pitching prospect. Right. That's but Berto, really cool. Berto's just going to be happy with more wins than last year. That's it. This is not a contender by any stretch. Rookie, think, to, watch Jose, rookie to watch Jose Casillas. 
been mashing the ball in spring training. Interesting. You know, I think I think you're right. I think he's ready for the show. I uh, looks like he is. He should be playing full time, and I imagine former, he will. former California Angel International amateur free agent. Wow. Part of the Cressman trade. Part of the Cressman trade. So the Cressman trade, then the Luis Ramirez trade, then the Jeremy Campbell trade led him to Virginia. Wow. He looks great. I like the player. He's a, um, he's a Cali favorite. So what's, what would you guys do if you're a Virginia? Because I think we all agree, us three and Birdo, so let's, us four agree that this team's not a playoff team, but they're not going to be in the cellar either. Do you start trading off some of your valuable pieces like Juan Flores? No. And try and tank? No. I don't know that you I... trade Juan Flores, but but I think you might consider trading for like I'm trying to find really tradable assets here. It's really Flores. That's it. I mean Rohawk could get something considering he's about to hit arbitration. Yeah. McIntyre's McIntyre, um this is his last year. I think he would he have value. Agency. Yeah. Uh, Agadeo Green, once we hit the mid-year, especially on that contract with the team options and the fact that he's still playing elite defense. I think he would have value. You're right. Just, uh, the hitters are a little bit younger than Flores. They're not making as much. I think it'd be an interesting move and a good move to rebuild. Maybe you could call it a soft rebuild. Honestly, but, uh, I think this move on from this, Flores. If I'm, um, if I'm Berto, I think this year that I try to make a run with Pittsburgh selling pieces off, Cincinnati's still a question mark. This is the year I try to make a run. Well, I think it's one or the other. It's either sell or buy, and he's really staying think, pretty neutral. I think he's got to buy. I think if, if he's ever going to make that run, it's going to be this year. It's an interesting question. I, I think I agree with you, Jake, that there, there are some tradable assets on this team, right? Like, I think you could get something useful for uh, Mick McIntyre. I think you could get something useful for Green. I think you could get something useful for Rohawk, maybe even Adam Stevens, who had a really good year last year, um, and 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 rebuild if you wanted. Um, yeah, they're in a tough spot. I do think that they have some really nice prospects coming up, though. If you look at the top five in their system, and they're all good-looking specs for about twenty-two. So, if you trade Flores, you can uh, maybe get a couple other twenty-two, twenty-three-year-olds who will be ready. But the, but the thing about Flores is that he, he's not extremely old. He's 28. He doesn't turn 29 until December. I think these these young guys, Flores could still be a part of a quality team where these young guys are still hitting their prime. I agree wholeheartedly. I don't think you trade Flores unless you're blown away because I think that Flores is as good as, I mean, or just below guys like you know, Alvarado and Pons and these guys. And those guys can pitch for 10 more years if they were when they were 28. I don't right? think like, Flores is quite on that uh, level. He's a fly ball pitcher. He throws 100 now. As soon as that dips down, he's going to struggle. Um, I don't see him pitch until he's 38 or anything like that. And you're right. Know. Like, he's only 28. So when Casillas and Morgan, when those guys are ready, he's not going to be too old. Just... Is that enough? It's just sitting around waiting for your prospects to get better enough to make this team a contender. And I don't think so. I think they need to spice it up. And that's the move that shakes things up in Virginia. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Miami. 
Miami's now the only team in Florida. They have been for a while. Um, they were decently active this offseason. Uh, a couple big acquisitions. Nehemia Robinson and Nate Riley from Kansas City. Because, you know, everyone has their little stint in Kansas City. Beyond that, lost Cruz Garcia, lost Jorge Castillo, lost Jorge Aguilar, lost Hisato Nakamura. So those were the only two acquisitions. They they added a couple of relievers, but they lost some big pieces. Uh, they also lost Ron Gibney. Um, so what what do we see here from this Miami team that lost some big, big pieces from last year? First thing I'm going to say is a shout-out to Robinson. Four for, four for 56 in spring training. <laughs> Not a good start. That's all I wanted to say. That's pretty incredible how horrible he's been in 50 plate appearances. It, it takes talent to be that bad. Yeah, when he's got some talented talented guys. Um, I think Nate Riley was a weird acquisition. That's kind of where my mind goes to first when I think of Miami now. And he's mashing in spring, of course. Uh, but it seems like a fucking weird place for him. Like Miami seems like the worst place for Nate Riley to play. Because all he is is home runs. Yeah, I so. mean, he's got the gap power, but uh, mm. is he just going to be hitting a 10 triples this year? I don't know. Maybe. He's got the speed. He yeah. does. Like, he could be the triple guy this year. Just you want to take advantage of the home run power, and he's not going to be able to do that in Miami. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think this team looks better than last year's. I think this team looks worse than last year's. I do too, uh, and I think last year they overachieved just because of how healthy they were. Yeah, I mean, Kim being out for another first month of the season is going to really hurt because um, he was so good last year. Um, and uh, and other than that, like I don't know, Luis Ramirez was really good for him last year. I'm not sure that happens again. I don't know. Yeah, this this is just like a boring Pit- boring team to me. Pitching staff looks pretty good. I mean, they're fine. Case K- yeah. on Green will be their X factor. We we know what we're gonna get from Vega. Um, well, may- Vega's probably due for regression. Vavrin Kozak is still Kozak. Chris Rear had another great year last year. I think Case on Green's the X factor here. Right. Yeah, he kind of. It's time. It's time to shit or get off the pot for him. I mean, he turns 29 in November. Yeah, he's done jack shit his whole career. It's a shame. I think he, I still have faith in him, though. I believe he, that he's he pitched pitch pretty well in Miami last year. I think that he might. I think that might be. That would be a pretty good year. Like he's if you could, pretty well, but if you could, if you could get that from Kason Green, I think you're happy if you're Jay. I mean, Four and a half also, ERA. You're yeah, happy. Three sixty eight BABIP. Yeah, I think if he, I think if he pitches to that again, the FIP must have been good because War liked him. And a uh, four and a half ERA in a league where the average is five is really not all that terrible. I know, but you look at him and you just you have to expect more than that. He should be an all star. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay, does anyone else realize that Jorge Cabrera is making seven million for each of the next four years? Where are you here? Come uh there's second baseman. Whoa. Former, former all star, Jorge Cabrera. Yeah, this guy was actually a nice looking player three or four years ago. Not last year when he signed the contract, so I don't know what Jay was thinking. But yikes, I'm glad I don't have that on my books. Just a just an interesting, interesting uh, deal there. Um, he's got we, some opt-outs or whatever, but probably won't take them. Yeah, and we shit on him, but he actually played really good last year. Yeah, he stole was, 50 bags. He was pretty good these. last year. 
So, like, he'd have to be really bad to make yourself feel awful about $7 million. I was about to say, $7 million is nothing. But that is a healthy deal for him, for sure. I don't know, man. I, I just look at this team and I don't see much. I, uh, I, I see names I recognize and names I like, but I don't think it's enough. And I know Jay's trying, but I don't believe. You gotta believe. You gotta believe. I actually think Kozak is kind of your X factor, which sounds crazy considering how steady he's been. But I think he's getting very close to that. uh, I'm getting old and I'm just not very good anymore. Sooner or later, the wall will come. He's still touching 100 on the gun. I mean, if you look at at OSA, it shows no difference from 2007. I know, I know. But the strikeouts were down. They just, I worry. I think. I mean, they were down in 2009-2, and then they rebounded in 2010. I think he's going to fall off a cliff sooner or later. That's all. Because he's a sneaky guy who's 35, almost 35 years old. I did not believe he was quite as old as he was. I also did not believe he was quite as good as he was. I've really undervalued the career of Veveran Kozak. You know what's crazy, too? I tried to trade for this guy. He was in Texas Mm -hmm. as a closer. He was like 23 or 24. Young kid, two pitches, amazing pitcher. Texas would not trade him. He's untouchable. Ended up getting traded to Miami, and the next sim, he learned a forkball. Just like that. The four players that Kozak was traded for, none of them are in the league anymore. Yeah, not a surprise. I mean, he no got traded one, for reliever value. No one in this in this trade has played since 2007. That's a steal. Best move Jay's oh. ever made, I would say. Is Kozak a Hall of Famer? Man, I don't think so. Um, no. It depends. it depends how many years he has in the tank. If he gives well, you exactly. three more years, probably. Let's, let's say he gives you three more years, four more years. Let's say he gets to 60 war. Let's say he gets to 60 war, 160 wins, career ERA below four. 60 war. Wow. Yeah, gonna, I still don't think so, but you're man, gonna be, it, it's close. You're giving him a hell of a four years. I'll say um, this. If he gets to 60 war, he's getting to 3,000 innings, too. That's the thing about Kozak is Jay pitches him to death, man. He pitches 250 innings a year, it feels like. And he just doesn't get hurt. He had an undisclosed injury in 2004. That is it. Wow. Yeah. Undisclosed, this is, huh? This is like what GM's dream of happening, right? Like you trade for a guy who's a reliever, and then – he learns a pitch, and then he turns in to, like, a borderline, at worst, Hall of Fame starter for, like, 10 years with your club. Like, that yeah. is every GM's dream come true. Do you know who right? that is to a spitting image? Is Arturo that, uh, Aguilar. I was really? going to say it's uh, similar to Pons, too. It's, guys who were relievers turned into pitchers. And I, I compare him, to, I, I call him the, the, the East version of Aguilar because he's never led the league in war. He... Pitches him to death, doesn't get hurt, right. and he's just there. Oh, just a rock, yeah. He's just yeah. a rock. Yeah, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for a long time, but never good enough. He's only made two All-Star games. I, anyway. both, I both undersold how old he was and how good he was, so I'm glad we talked about him because he's really freaking good. Really right. freaking good. Let's move on to Washington. Um, is this just waiting for July and the in the debut of Daniel Hathaway? Again, um, Cincinnati believes that Washington can defend 
can contend for the division. Um, yeah. Did they do anything this offseason? You have to. Uh... No. Okay, thank you. Yeah, they suck, right? Uh, they did add 12 war from last year. Added Greg Griffin, Jorge Aguilar, Jadon Bodrick. Oh, I guess they brought back Bodrick. Uh, signed Luca Relli, Luis Andrade, Juan Guevara. So they made some additions here and there. I don't think it's enough. No, I, I agree with you, but the rotation added miles better. That's the big thing. Um, talent was added. They still have Haggerty. They still have Kent Williams. Um, so for the first time in a while, this is going to be a team that probably fights for 500. This is probably the best team the Nationals have fielded since 2005. Yeah, I would agree there. Just, man, the Atlantic's going to have a lot of teams winning about 75 games. 75 to 85 games. It's going to be a bloodbath in there. It's really interesting. I, I, I'm not sure if you guys saw. I, I had sort of a long argument with uh, Pittsburgh Jason about Daniel Hathaway. Mm-hmm. You did. Interesting. Can you? Uh, uh, I missed this. Please, please give me the full report. It was. It was. It's on. A, it's in a thread over in Sky Miners because he was furious. He wasn't one of the top ten center fielders. Ah. And. And I said, okay, well, a couple of things. And I went through my whole list of reasons and everything. And I, I hope I'm wrong. I think Daniel Hathaway is a little overrated. I do too. I, I do not think he's the number one spec in the sky. I, I think a not, lot of it revolves around his elite defense and elite speed. He I does not, also, it's his ability to pitch. I think that probably helps. Exactly. At this point, he's only 50. What is he? OSA. Oh, he is still 65, 50, 60. He is. Shit. I do not think he sucks. I do not think he's going to suck. I think he's going to play the ever-living crap out of center field in Washington. And I think he's going to lead the league in stolen bases because he's fantastic on the base pads. He doesn't get hurt. He's going to be really good. I just don't think he's going to be that, oh, my gosh, I have an 80 potential guy. I just don't think he's going to be that. So here's where I think you're making the mistake, Trent, is – we talked about Gabe Allen earlier, a guy with great ratings. But right. then you look that he can't play D, can't run, uh, can't hit lefties. Hathaway does all those little things. He plays mm-hmm. D, he runs, and he can. he's a switch hitter. He right. play, so think, and he hits lefties better than he does righties. Yeah, so I think you're looking at those ratings, which is fine, just to, just to look at contact, home run, and eye. Like, you do that in your spreadsheet, but that's not everything. And although Hathaway's ratings aren't through the roof, he has everything else. Um, and he's also I don't view hit him as, at every level that he's been at. Yeah, that's really encouraging. So I think uh, I wouldn't call him up this year. Probably needs a full year in AAA and then unleash him to the world in 2013. And I think he's going to be great. Just Is he a, the best player in Sky? Does he have that potential? I don't think so, but I think he'll quickly make an appearance on the OSA Top 20. He'll be one of the best guys in the in the game. And although the stats don't jump off the charts... You're going to say, Trent, literally next podcast, you're going to be like, wow, that guy had six and a half war last year? Wow, I didn't realize. It's exactly I don't know. What's going to I, I, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, in terms of war, I think he's going to be okay. I'm worried about the I. I'm worried about the Ks. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm a little worried about those sorts of things. Guys that don't walk and don't and strike out a lot are they're ornery little guys. I mean, you're right. I'll say this. I think OSA is wrong about that. I need to see him a full year at AAA, but so far in in his career, 132 walks, 229 strikeouts. That's not a terrible split. 
Yeah, yeah right. my, my scout has a little more faith in that, uh, so I can chip, chip that into the conversation. But I think he's going to be really sneaky. Uh, like, he's a six-war outfielder in center. That's what I see, but he's not a number one prospect to me. I think that's why he's overrated. But Is he a top ten prospect? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Just there's a certain level of prestige around being the number one spec, especially when you're a hitter. And Hathaway doesn't quite live up to that high for me. Interesting. Um, St. Louis, we'll get there in a second, but Ramon Sanchez is currently the number two spec in baseball. We'll talk about him a little later. Anything more with this Washington, Washington team? They added talent. The pitching staff is going to be better, and they're going to be competitive. Yeah, I, I, I'm very happy, actually. The more I look at it now, I think they'll, they're going to be good sooner or later. Love to see it. It's been a wonderful job of rebuilding by Iggy Nacho. Done a great, 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 great job. Awesome. Let's move on to another team that is very much in the rebuilding stages. That is Baltimore. Is there anything to look at with this Baltimore team? Nope. Did they do much? I'll tell you what they did. Is they did something fantastic. They finished dead fucking last and then lucked into getting the number one pick in a draft that has an incredible player, which changes the entire outlook of this franchise. Uh, they suck. They're going to continue to suck for a couple years, but they've already picked the first overall player, and he's going to be fantastic. That's the, the name of overall. Matt Beasley. Matt Beasley, get to know it. He's going to be special. I can't wait. I'm I'm very jealous that he got this player, and I feel bad for all the nerds who had the number one pick before and had to pick someone not so special. But as far as Baltimore in 2012, we can skip it for all I care. They're nothing to really, say. really bad. Yeah, I don't care. They they won, what, 40 games last year? I might take the under on it. They're fucking horrible. <laughs> they won 41 games last year. I'm going to yeah. take the over. I think there's there's a whole bunch of quadruple-A veteran talent buried in this team. It's not good by any stretch. I think I'll take the over on 41 wins, but 41 wins is so bad. It's not going to be over by much, maybe 45. Yeah, maybe, they're not hitting know. 50. It's almost no. impossible to win. Right. It's going to be about 45 wins. It's it's going to be a matter of seeing what of what this young talent's going to stick. Is, yeah, is Ricky Rodriguez finally going to come come to Marshall Hetherington? What's he going to be able to get for Kasahara? What's he what's what's he going to get out of Foreigner and Yokio? Those those are the questions this year. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't I don't love very many of these players either. Um, it's Beasley for me. Beasley's going to be the centerpiece, but Foreigner and one of the third basemen, those guys are nice pieces. Just we'll see how it does. It's really hard to evaluate at this point in time. I, I think that at some level he's got to let the kids play. We say it a lot. It's it's time for Etherington and Rodriguez to see what they can do on the big stage, right? These guys are in their mid-20s. It's time for them to get their ass oh, on yeah. a trip play and play in the sky. Rodriguez they, in particular. Jesus. And if they suck, they suck. It's the way Rodriguez it is. in spring training, 5 for 31. Yep. Etherington in spring training, 2 for 13. So you guys all, uh, always give me shit for hating third baseman because I always say Ricky's too This is too why. High. This is why. Ricky fucking Rodriguez is why. Just he's he's so horrible. Never hit in the minors ever. Ever. Like never productive at any level. 25 years old. OSA still loves him. Yeah, Dude I know. Sucks. See, that's allowed to make me mad, though. I have to be mad at somebody. I mean, can I be mad at OSA? I mean, you're right, D. Rich. It's not your fault, right? But I, 
why rate him this high if this is what he's going to be? It still makes me angry. Oh, well. All right. Anyway. On on to the defending Eastern Region champion, the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, that Trent, would, we, we, haven't had, we haven't talked to you since you won the East. Do you want to say something to your uh, Skyline fellow GMs? Oh, no. I really appreciate uh, uh, being voted uh, GM of the year. That really means a lot. So thank you. Um, uh, and uh, thanks for the support. I think there were some Phillies fans uh, rooting for us in the uh, in the playoffs, and so I appreciate I think, that. Uh, Boston David was your biggest fan. I think he was. He was. He was. He was a big fan. Uh, Dan Vegas uh, was uh, was a big Phillies fan in the playoffs too. Uh, now I think he's a Phillies fan, like in real life. So so I think it came naturally for him. But uh, but no, I appreciate the support. It was a wonderful run. Uh, fell a little short. Uh, we lost to a team that just played better. Who played awful in that series uh, in the Cubs, and so Steve deserved it and won it. Sometimes it works that way, you know. What are you going to do? I, you, you ready for this bold prediction? Yeah. This Phillies team finishes within five games of the Braves. Is that bold? I don't think that's bold. They beat me last year. Of course, they should win this within within five games. They could win the division. The, Why this not? team is this team is so much better than it was last year. They added Luis Contreras. They added Luis Resendez. It's a big contract there for Resendez, um, but I like the way that that's shaped. You get a full year out of Justin Muller. You get Gravel. You added Marugia. Merguia. Merguia. I'm curious how he does. He uh, pitched well in Washington, struggled a bit in Toronto, but I have a soft spot for this guy. Hope he, hope he does well for you, bud. You know, I, I, I wanted the lefty. And I didn't need anybody that was, you know, top notch because Mueller confront the rotation and uh, just sort of fell into it in Toronto. So it worked out all right. Losing Hoover is going to hurt. Um, at least losing his production from last year is going to hurt. Right. Losing Daryl Short um, is going to hurt. But I think you've got Andy Loveland in line to replace him. Yeah. I mean, I don't entirely know what's going to happen in left field. That's the one weak spot, right? I mean, you've got 17,000 guys you can play there between Renfro, Nate Rogers, Mark Bratz, Perez, Paramo, Loveland. Right. You have options. Somebody, I need one of those guys. Like, really, one of them. Maybe two, if it's a platoon, to, to hit well. And do, the team is Do they is crack high. 90 wins? Oh, I'll be disappointed oh, yeah. if we don't. Oh, oh yeah. I think, I think, I see 95 wins in this team. I honestly do. Yeah, I can see it too. I uh, I think it's a playoff team for sure. Uh, I'm I'm surprised Kevin Yanez came back, for being honest. Oh no, he's fine. He's Just because right. he had that one disaster, you're still worried yeah. about it? Yeah, not that worried about it. I mean, it was like the worst inning pitch in the history of innings pitched, but but you know he is what he is. I sort of like Kevin Yanez. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, in spite of myself, I I I know the control's bad. I'm sort of a movement guy. Maybe that's a function of the ballpark the Phillies play in. But, you know. Yeah, I like him is. too. I like him too, but he did walk six guys in a row. Oh, my God. It was so awful. Yeah. And I, it's not that he just league. walked them. It, Rick Ankiel. He just couldn't find the strike zone. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. You know what? Great. I actually think it would be cool if he kind of just implodes and can't find the strike zone ever again in his career. <laughs> that would just be a fun storyline. <laughs> Like in the history, it's a storyline. Rick Ankiel, be awesome. And then he comes back as a hitter. That'd right. be the dream. That would be fun. 
All right. Um, again, this is going to be a really good Philly team. Uh, we, we all know that Rusty Borman and Jim Goudreau, that middle infield come back for one more go round. Brian Chevalier in right field is really freaking good. Justin Foley, Jason Foley, excuse me. Um, I think this year he finally gets out of his uh, shell. Tim Billibri, we already know he won platinum stick last year. Um, this offense is going to look really, really good. This pitching staff is going to look really, really good. Yeah, so I like them as well. Obviously, they added pieces. That's great. But I think a lot of guys are due for aggression here. Um, I think Espinosa's due for aggression. And those that middle infield you just mentioned, I don't think you can ever expect that type of production out of Borman and Goudreau. Those guys peaked last year, I thought. And They uh, combined for 8.7 war. Yeah, yeah. that's just not going to happen. Contreras yeah, no, will probably I, pick up that slack, so I I'm think, expecting a similar team skill-wise as last year, if you I count think, the regression. But. I think that it is very fair to expect regression from Borman and Goudreau. I'm hoping that you know Contreras upgrade over short takes care of that. You know, maybe a better year from Foley helps out. You know, hopefully pick up the slack. Yeah, and the division should be worse, I think. So I see 90 wins, 92 wins, somewhere in there. All right, uh, let's go Atlantic predictions. Trent, you want, uh, Trent let's start with you. Uh, I would love to pick myself over the Braves, but I won't be that guy. I will, however, pick myself in second place behind the Braves, and I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be something like 95 wins to 90 wins, 98 wins to 95 wins, something like that. Um, for third place, I think it's really up for grabs. I, I have to admit, I'm sort of surprised seeing what the Pirates were doing. Nobody in the Atlantic went, aha, an opening, and really went all in. Uh, but nobody did. So for lack of better choices... I'll give third place to the Pirates. Uh, after that, I think I'll go Cincinnati in fourth, although I don't feel good about that. Um, uh, and then Miami, Washington, Virginia, Baltimore. Man, it's hard. I pretty much agree with everything you said. I wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies were better than the Braves. Um, we're worse than last year. We won 100 last year, but... I'm going to still say the Braves could go either way, but Braves, Phillies, Pirates, then you're right. It becomes a mess. I'm going to say Miami. Uh, I think Miami has the best chance to sneak into that into the playoffs. Uh, still see it as unlikely, but Miami in fourth, Cincy in fifth, Virginia sixth, Washington seventh, and Baltimore eighth. Um, so, yeah, I'll still take Atlanta at one, uh, Philly at two. Pittsburgh at three, and then Cincy four, Washington five, Miami six, Virginia seven, Baltimore eight. That that four through seven is just interchangeable. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, Cincinnati, Virginia, Miami, Washington—they they can finish any. You, you could tell me Cincinnati seventh, Washington's fourth, and I wouldn't be surprised. Oh no, neither would I. No, you're right. This division's been so similar for so long; it's really hard to bet against. The top two or three teams. Can we agree on Baltimore and the seller? I think yes. we can agree them in 32nd place. <laughs> two back-to-back one-ones? There's a team in the north that, that we're going to talk about that, despite the talent, may end up just as bad. All right. Let's move on, then. Let's go first to Toronto. Going north of the border. Toronto uh, lost some pieces. 
while seven and a half team war, mainly Art Page via trade, Johnny Jemerson and Federico Navarrijo via trade, Merguia via trade. Do you sense a pattern? They lost Jeff Oberg in free agency. <laughs> Jeff Oberg, what a guy. Uh, on the flip side, they traded for Luis Armijo, and that's it. A lot of prospects. They sold. It was French pieces that they sold, but it was still a bit of selling. Uh, definitely surprising, considering what a disappointment they were last year. We all had them pegged for 90 wins, and they couldn't crack 80. Uh, it's important to note, though, that they sold pieces that they had replacements for. Uh, the minor league system was flush with pitchers. So we're going to see some new, some fresh blood in here. I don't think it's... When you look at the war that they lost, I don't think it's totally representative of how they're going to perform next year. No, because a lot of those pieces they sold were pitchers, and they were replaced. Um, Armijo uh, was one of those replacements. Mike Reese is someone that's going to replace from within. Sean York, potentially, is someone that could replace from within. Uh, same with Nate Howard. I don't know if I trust Nate Howard. Uh, you want to talk about control issues. You, um, even as a bullpen guy, I mean, you've got to have him written up for a walk, uh, a walking inning. Yeah, I wouldn't touch him. I've, I've looked at this system a thousand times and never once considered trading for Nate Howard. No, thank you. I'm not sure he's a starter anyway, even without the control, right? Like he's he doesn't not. have he, he doesn't, a, doesn't he have, doesn't have the third pitch, right? Uh, he's a reliever. He's a right. potentially very talented reliever, right? But he's going to walk the world. He had a 7.7 walks per nine last year. That is so good. In that's 32 just, and two thirds innings. That's I mean, it's not a small sample size. I mean, he's someone that. What what's the best case scenario for Nate Howard? Jeez, um, probably something like what he did in 2010 in the minors. Uh, yeah, five walks and nine. Right, that's about it. And you near a around five and a half. I don't know, man. It's not. It's grim. How did this guy pitch so well as a starter in AAA last year? Oh well. Because he just overwhelmed him with stuff and movement. Yeah. Yeah, not going to happen um, in the major leagues. But what are these guys that throws the hell out of the ball and has no idea where it's headed? I Another have a feeling former, he's not going to make the rotation. A former OSA third base darling that is struggling yet again in the majors, Mike Gebhart, is a part of this lineup that looks very similar to last year. Who is on the trade block. Big shot. He is on the trade block right now. Um, but another – they. Toronto has yet another mashing lefty first baseman, Javier Castillo, who looks really freaking good. Yep. They have Rafael Pisano coming back. Um, you look at that contract, 11.7 this year, and then 7.8, 7.8 for someone that has nearly nine war for the last two years. Yeah, what the fuck? Why did he sign that contract? That uh, so, it was an so arbitration backwards. deal. It was an arbitration deal. Yeah. Um, they still have Dan Haynes. They have Adam Ernst, one of the better hitting infielders at least that wise yeah i mean in the north i'm not convinced this isn't still a playoff team i mean i think it is yeah i 100 percent think this is a playoff team they're yeah it's fuck it's really hard to say um i don't know i don't think amin has very big plans for this season i think the future is just york and reese waiting for those guys to come up I, mean, I think this future is really freaking bright. 
I mean, look at the, the the contracts that come off the books by 2014. Dan Haynes might need to re-sign him. Manzo need to re-sign him. Bakey could be replaced. Luis uh, Irizarry can be replaced. Ernst can be replaced. Armijo can be replaced. Rogalski can be replaced. That's it. It's a lot of good young talent. Yeah, that's why they were such a disappointment. I think we we expected everyone to take a leap, right? And no one did, right? Um, Armijo is kind of the big, the big acquisition here. Well, he's I, he's definitely the X factor on this team. I think. Yeah, like he's him. one of those guys we talked about last year as a right-handed side armor, whose ratings oftentimes look a little better than what he'll actually give you, because he struggles against left-handed guys. He pitched great in Toronto last year. Um, I hope he can replicate it. I have my doubts, though, but he should be plenty productive. But he, he gave up a lot for him, didn't he? Gave up a, a pitcher who I think is basically just as good, Michael Prettyman, and uh, a couple picks, including a second and third. It was a big price to play for Armijo, and I'm afraid he's not going to do exactly what Amin's expecting. I like Armijo a lot more than I like Prettyman. Um, so I will say that, uh, but I don't disagree with you. And it's weird to see Amin trade picks. Like, what has the world come to? Yeah. He's someone that accumulates them for the world. I know, and that's why there is always young talent on this team. I mean, it's incredible. All these guys play pretty well, too. Like, this guy, Daugherty, played really well last year. I mean, all these guys. He just pulls them out of the woodwork. They're everywhere. This guy Chalmers hit really well in the majors last year. I mean, you just come at from everywhere. Yeah, they like you said, a lot of talent. Not a lot of superstars though. Um, yeah, I would if you're going to go that route and accumulate a ton of draft picks. I think you have to be willing to just become one of those guys who trades a ton and package some of these dudes for a superstar. Because yeah. that's what they're missing. Um, a bunch of number two starters. Unless it's Sean York. That's the superstar, right? Yeah, Which I we'll guess see. it could be. It you certainly know, but... could be. I don't know. Right. Do you guys believe in York? I do. I'm sort of cautiously optimistic. I think yeah. the I think what I like about York is I think the floor is really high. That's right? I think he's most likely gonna be a good pitcher, but nothing special. Though yeah, the upside could be an ace. Something really special, right. Yeah. But I'm I'm afraid he's just going to be another number three starter for a team that has a thousand of them. We'll see. I I feel very similar about Mike Reese, the other guy, who uh, is a top ten, top twenty, whatever he is now, a top spec. I like York more than I do Reese, but that's just me. Yeah, I do too. I just I'm curious what I mean, what his plan is, what his what his prediction for the team is this season. I don't right. know. I, I think it's a playoff team still, and I think Amin does too. How many wins? 90. You think they're that good? Yeah. I don't know that I think they win 90 games, but I'm not sure they need to to make the playoffs in the North. Um, they made playoffs also... last year with 79. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe 85. Yeah, I could, I, I could see that. I don't think they sniff 90. They're just not better than last year, are they? I think there's all, I mean, the offense was so bad last year. There were so many things that went wrong for this team last year. So many things went wrong. See, I, I don't know if I believe that. I, uh, well, I mean, I believe that things went wrong. I just don't know if I'm going to bet on 
things going back to going great. I don't know. I'll make that bet. Um, but for a team that may have something going wrong for the first time, the New York Mets. The biggest thing to look at is that velocity of Ernesto Pons. Chang- the end of Chango may be upon us. Chango. No, it's Chango. It's Chango. Change- it's Chango. So that it's Ernesto Chango. Yeah, let's ditch this nickname, <laughs> Brandon. This was a failure. Let's just nickname. call him Goat. Just call him Pons, dude. Pons is a sick name. Right. It, With guys like Pons, Pons, you don't need any other name. Yeah. You just say Pons. Everybody knows who you're talking Muggsy about. Muggsy used to be Juan Figueroa. There was 14 of those guys in the league, so he needed a nickname. Pons is Pons. Right. Uh, I think he's going to still give you a, a great year. Um, the I think he does, too. Scary. Um, but I think this may be the last year that he does it. Yeah, I, I would agree there. Um, I think I think he might be good two years from now, just like, okay. Like, he can get by striking out six or seven guys. There you go. I think but... that's exactly what happens. I think there's one more pretty close to Ponzian sort of year. And then I think there's a transition year. And then I think it's what happened to Ramos. Yeah, I think 2014 he's retired and just living life on a cruise. Which is so sad because he deserves better than that ending. What do you mean? What what other ending do you want? The guy's done everything. Yeah, I mean, what do you want him to do? He's got three rings, right? He's yeah, won, he's done it all. He's won, like, if he pitcher Steve, of the year if seven he Steve, he des- If he has Steve, he deserves a, a position player of the year award. Yeah. I mean, he's led the he's led the East in pitching war every year since two thousand every year since two thousand three except for one. Yeah, I, I'm in that camp too. I think uh, he should have the right to win MVP if he's actually that good. And he would have won MVP a bunch of years, including the last two. Silky has back to back, and both of them would be Pons if we had that different rule. That's how good he is. Beyond Pons, this is a very very different Mets team. They brought back they they brought uh, back Dan Matheson, who had an incredible half a year form last year. Um, but on the in, on the infield, Kevin Dees, Jay Redden, uh, if Redden can step up, still have Nate Clark, still have Capella, still have Guerrero. Um, new guy uh, bringing back Jacob Qualls behind the dish. Okay, the 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 bats don't looks the yell same, out to me. Bats don't yell out to me. Did I, did I say it was a different team? You did. Okay, I think I misspoke there. All right, yeah, it looks identical, um, minus a couple pieces, and those pieces just don't matter. This is such as like a, we have five or six superstars, so we're going to win 90 every year. Who, need, who cares about the other 20? And, I mean, the pitching staff is still the same. Johnny Downey is, um, we were all worried about whether or not he was going to be, was it him? Might have been down. Who who were we worried about with um, control coming in? I think Julian Guerrero. About, yeah, Julian, Julian Guerrero. And we're more worried about the injury history for that guy, unfortunately. Uh, right. Who currently doesn't does have like, that sore elbow? Doesn't look like he's gonna have a career, which is a shame because he could have been. Something he's really nearly special. a scroll. He's nearly a scroll guy. Really special. Well, right. Things like me. Things like that make me sad. I mean, I won't get too much on my high horse, but you know. Makes me sad. I mean, yeah, it happens in the pros too, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I what you think is worse, something like uh, 
um, Ibarra, where the injuries completely derail him, or something like Guerrero, where you can tell the talent is there. Oh, Guerrero. That would make me, that just makes me sadder. Yeah, right. it's a tease. Um, it's still a, it's still a talented pitching staff. Uh, Pons, Millette, Downey, Bedway, Rivera, Showers. Again. That's it, though. This, I mean, the clock's ticking on this Mets team. They're running they out of hit. time, man. It's, it's, it's interesting because uh, D-Rich says it all the time. This is not a team that lends itself well to the pre-regular season pod. It is a team that lends itself well to the pre-postseason pod. Exactly. Because this is a team that is built for the postseason. That's what they're yep. built for. They, they play in the North, so they know they're going to contend every year. All they have to do is get in. There were a couple of years it was close. They almost didn't get in. But most of the time they did. I think they always did. Uh, although the one year they were in third place by only a couple of games. And once they get in, good luck. Exactly, man. They made the playoffs the last 10 years. Even when it's by the skin of their teeth, they're just instantly the favorites. Right. Now, here's a question for you boys. Because we talked about Pons and his future disappearance, which we all know is coming. Let's just let's just look at this roster right now. Get rid of Pons. It's kind of perfect because they have a six-man rotation on the screen. Just Pons is gone. Showers is the number five man now. Is this a playoff team without Pons? I, I don't know, so. dude. I think I'd be like, I wouldn't feel good about this at all. I think they're closer to the three than the than the one, but yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I still, re- I really like Carl Bedway. I really like Johnny Downey. I, I mean, really I think Johnny like... Downey's a number one on a whole bunch of teams. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. But he's not know. enough I... to carry a, a shitty lineup to the playoffs, I don't think. I don't know. Holy sh... Okay. I mean, Downey no, didn't I... even pitch in the playoffs. Brandon didn't even trust Downey in the playoffs. So, to call him an ace is fair, but it's still... He hasn't totally shown it yet. No, he has not shown it yet, but I think he's about to. I hope so, because I would hate to have to backtrack and say, okay, Downey's kind of Case and Green, similar guys. Who would have guessed? I just look at the lineup and I hate it. I just don't think they can score. There's, They wouldn't make the playoffs in the Pacific. Well, they're they're that's, just riding that's on not, that's, not re- that's not really saying much. I don't know. I mean, a really I mean, good wait, San Francisco it, team. Are, are we in the mythical world where they don't have ponds? Or do they yeah. have ponds? Because I think if they have ponds, they make the playoffs in the Pacific. Maybe. I, in the mythical world, they don't do shit, is what my point is. Right. I'm just saying to Brandon, if he's listening, you got to do something. You're kind of in that boat where you're not a 100-win team anymore. You're a 90-1 team, and your biggest cog is about to fall off. So they're going to have to spice things up in a hurry. Um, if he wants to run it out with this group one more year, that's fine. But I would hope he has a huge offseason after after this year. I mean, the the issue is money. Does, does he have enough of it? Yeah. I He's already know. got $143 million in guaranteed contracts for next season. Yikes. Yeah, that Juan Guerrero contract is as good as he is. <laughs> I don't love paying him that. Don't love paying him $30 million. I don't love paying showers as much as he is. Like those those deals might bite them in the ass, and they're starting to already. Anyway, yeah, Mets. 
88 to 93 wins. Playoffs, we're going to say they're going to make, they're going to just keep winning everything. But they, clock is ticking. I think that that's probably true. I think Brandon knows it. I think Brandon knows it. Curious what route he chooses to go. Whether he wants to uh, still try and contend with the team he has, or is it going to be a blow-up situation? I, I, as long as Brandon's the GM, I think they go for it. Especially if they keep finding these international prospects. Right. They have been good at that. I also want to say that Basinger got a ratings bump somehow. If you've looked <laughs> at him, it's pretty fucking incredible. 80, 70, 75. Pretty juicy. He's so freaking good. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Would you take him in his prime over Garza in his prime? Yes. Interesting. All right, well, let's head on to Beantown. Um, I, I don't know what to make of this Boston team. You're, you're starting to kind of see the fruits of this rebuild. They made one big move, um, which I got yelled at for, um, the Cressman deal. They've got a healthy Josh Spellman. They've got uh, another year out of Joe, uh, out of Johan Dunn, who had four war last year. They have Juan Morel, who had 2.4 war last year. Uh, Nick Lindstrom may be on his way to making his debut. Zachary Popovic had 1.3 war last year. And they still got that really young pitching staff. What, what do you guys see in this Boston team? I don't see much. Um, I think he got the Crestman deal I didn't think was as bad as everyone thought. Um the reliever he got, Castellanos, is a pretty solid guy. The The biggest thing that really makes me sad is that TJ Schaefer is now a closer. That just puts a big, poopy, stink smell all over that soft rebuild. Uh, man, there's just, they're not any closer than they were last year, at least in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know who the real, like, who's the, who's the core piece? Who's the superstar you're building around? Is it Johan Dunn? Yeah, maybe it is now, which is, he's not that. Yeah, I don't know. Goldar is start, starting to look not as good as he has in the past. Yeah, I I was offered Goldar. In the trade. fact that he was on the block at all, that says a lot about the state of the Red Sox. So, I mean, it, it, it I, I don't hate the Crestman deal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't know. By angel know. trade standards, not bad. I don't know what's going on with Adam Cressman. Like, I really don't know what's going on. That's the most fucked up thing I've ever witnessed. This guy is 25, and this has happened to him. But he's still going to play great D, and so he's not going to suck. I mean, uh, he's worth at least two war with his glove. Yep, absolutely. You say that, but he didn't give you that last year. He did. He gave you 1.9 war and was a negative with the bat. Yep. All right, well. It's uh, he gave you two war, less than two war last year. Didn't miss a game. Good chance he just plays worse. You know the ratings keep getting worse. So is he going to be better than last year? I doubt it. Is that his peak? Probably. He's not much. But whatever. Shortstops with good gloves are nice. There's just nothing, nothing interesting at all. Is yeah. he going to be worth the ten million that he's making this year? No, not at all. Yeah, I think I'll probably be worth that much. But I'd rather both. go grab an 80 shortstop who can't hit a lick and get him for the minimum than play Cressman for $10 million. 
Oh, well, yes, but. Well, then there you go. Like two this. things two things can be true at once, right? Like Preston could be worth $10 million, and of course it would still be better to pay nobody to do the same thing. I think those two thing. things can be true. I think those two things are, you got to choose one. I guess. Uh, I hope the rotation, one of these guys, takes a leap. Um, you know, he had those four starters that were young and special, we thought. Doesn't look like he's got an ace out of the deal. Looks like he just got a couple of guys who are okay. Marcotte's okay. Turner's okay. Uh, McCauley's a gold glover. That's right. Yeah, good for him. McCauley's okay. I mean, just, you're right. A lot of these guys are okay. It kind of reminds me of Toronto a little bit. Um, just the younger version. At least the pitching well, staff does. Why is TJ Schaefer a closer? Just because of the injuries? Or... I think he's terrified of him getting hurt. But, but yeah, you, can't, a... you can't be terrified of it. You just got to – it's a part of the game. Yeah, he's, he's – I don't you know, pitching it... of 150 innings versus pitching him 50 is not that big of a deal. I'd rather let him throw. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you put a guy that has ratings like that in the bullpen. I mean, just because you're worried about injuries. Hell, trade him. That's a better option than that. We'll take him in Cali. We'll take him in Atlanta. Hey, this could be a Chris Meacham destination. You never know. Uh, I see them very similar to last year. Don't see them as better. Spellman helps. A couple things help, but whatever. They're going to win a couple more games than last year. I forgot they won 68. Yikes. Didn't know it was that bad. Uh, yeah, maybe I pegged them around 75 once. Yeah, I was going to say 75. All right. Well, let's head to Lake Erie and the Cleveland Indians. It's uh, they, they made some moves, just like a whole bunch of other teams. The biggest move was trading prized, well, I guess regular season acquisition, uh, Luis Contreras to Philadelphia. Beyond that, they signed Ted Valdeviezo, signed, uh, signed Andy Steiger as a part of that Contreras trade. They acquired Daryl Short. They also traded Greg Griffin to Washington for some very good prospects and lost Chris Ball. Um, Alex Roman and Frank Winget um, that Cleveland uh, acquired are definitely interesting. Winget, I don't think he's ever going to get that changeup, but at the minimum, a very, very good reliever. And Alex Roman is, is another prospect that, that looks good. But again, we're just talking 2012. I, this is a team that's going to be worse this year than last year. And this is a team that I think so. I think losing Contreras and Greg Griffin is that bad. See, I, I uh, don't think I agree with you, Jake. I think this team's better. Um, you're going to get a full year out of some of these young guys, and it's kind of the full, first time you'll see the fruits of this rebuild. Carrillo, Spence, Abara are all going to play 150 games this year. You know, they play. They came up last year and got a taste, but a full year of those guys makes a big difference, I think. Well, and I don't think that uh, Octave uh, hits – to a 598 OPS again. Um, uh, I, I think I'm with the rich. I think this team is actually a little better than they were last year. Yeah, I've, I've kind of been singing the praises of Cleveland for a while, and this is the first year where we get to see it in action. So I'm excited. James Kirk do, and Jeff I Craig. Mean, do, you th- do you think Greg Case has an OPS of nearly 900 again? Oh, no, no, I don't see that at all. But no, whatever. He only did it. He played half the year. Whatever, you know. I, he's not worth that much. I think I'm just a fan of some of these guys who are going to be playing all year. Blake Spence in particular is a guy I really like. Carrillo is a guy I really like. And the rotation, 
you're throwing two new guys in there in there who I think we all think have the potential to be something special. Don't know if it's going to be this year or next year, but at least they're out there. Shout out to former top 10 spec Jeff Craig. Yeah, formerly Nick Craig. Uh, pitched last year. Sucked. But he's going to be a <laughs> starter for the full year. I think he's going to be good. I like it. I like Craig and Kirk. Those, those additions are nice. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you can squint and see this as a playoff team. Now, some things have to happen, but uh, but I think that's the ceiling, you know. Totally. And Abara, he's got potentially one of the best catchers in baseball. That means a whole lot. Yep. He hit 315 last year as a rookie. How many games this team win last year? 69. Oh, yeah, they're definitely better than last year. This team could win 80 games. They could be 12, 13, 15 wins better than last year. I was all over the, Cle- the Cleveland bandwagon last year. All I thought over you it. guys both chose Minnesota. Nope, I had Cleveland as the three seed. As oh, the I, had, season pod. I, had Minis- I had Montreal as the three seed because I went Toronto, Mets, Montreal. So, yeah, Jake, I think you're full of shit. I'm not full of shit. I had Cleveland as the three oh, seed. Oh, no. Jake did pick Cleveland last year to make Thank the playoffs. Thank you. That is correct. Now, I think he's wrong this year. Where Jake is full of shit is this year that the Indians are magically okay. going to lose more right. games. So as long as we agree Jake's full of shit about something, I'm fine. Right. I'm, f- I'm full of shit about something. We can yeah, I, that. I think uh, they do in 80, maybe more, maybe 83 or 4. Mm-hmm. And it would shock me if Toronto didn't win that much. I, I think I might pick them as a playoff team this year. I like, <laughs> I like the rotation. Bullpen's okay. Where's the where's the hole for here? Like I know they don't have any superstars middle outside of infield. maybe Mike Hughes. I'm curious how he yeah. decides to play the middle infield um, because Sierra's Sierra's good. Miguel Carrillo is probably going to play second. I don't love Moriyama in center field either. I, I think, think it's a bunch of decent, if not okay, players. Yeah, maybe it's uh. You know, my scout really likes all these guys you're naming, so maybe I'm biased and I'm trusting that. I have a lot of faith. Uh, I hope Blake Spence plays center field all year for him. I think that'll help a lot. Love this kid. You guys not see him as a star? I do not see him as a star. I see him as a very good player. I see him as a quality defender that will not be able to play against lefties. I could agree there, but... uh... I have his ratings all about 10 points higher than OSA, which is significant. C75 potential guy for me. Right. Who can run and play D. Very interesting. Very optimistic. Right, let, let's head to the team that we were just comparing them to, the Minnesota Twins. Um, Trent, you want to you take the reins on uh, the Sly rebuild? Uh, I, I, I'm still a big fan. I am obsessed with some of these hitters. Now, I'm really worried about the defense. But I am obsessed with DJ Kazeda. I think this man is going to mash, mash, mash baseballs. Um, now, again, maybe I have the D-Rich problem with Cleveland. You know, my uh, scout likes Kazeda about, you know, 10 points higher in all these rankings than does OSA. So really? I, I think that's, he's fan- think that's he's fucking monstrous, dude. Fantastic, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My scout loves this man. So, in any event. Um, but, yeah, no, I really like this team. Uh, I'm a little worried about Caseta's defense. I think he's probably best at first, but uh, there are lots of first basemen on this team. Um, 
and uh, not all of them can DH. There's only one DH spot. Uh, I don't think that uh, it's totally going to come to fruition this year because some of these guys are still on the farm, but I, I, I really like what Sly has done, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, He's got some Dan- tough decisions for sure. None of these guys pitched well last year for this team. Danny Luna didn't pitch well. John Phillips didn't pitch well. None of these guys pitched well. Yeah, so he has a legitimate ace who was hurt for most of last year. That's a huge deal. He's going to start the year hurt as well. But Rosales is something special. He's mm-hmm. cracked the top twenty OSA. So I mean, again, uh, I don't think that this year this team is as good as even Cleveland. But uh, but long term, I, I really like what Sly has done. It's been a very slick rebuild. I really, I really like what he's done. I'm really curious what he does with Gearhart, who is uh, killing it in spring training. But his uh, promotions have been a little odd. You know, he got to play in the majors last year. He jumped from a, high A to triple A, did well there, and then just boom, majors. Spring training's great. I don't see him as ready for the majors. I think he probably needs more time at triple A. But it looks like he's going to start which that seems like the X factor of the team for me. You guys have uh, DJ Caseta's uh, range in the outfield as bad as I do. 35. Um, 35. Fuck, I have 45. Uh, Fuck. I also have him with no ability to hit the ball, so I guess we see him a lot differently. <laughs> Are you sure we're looking at the same guy? Caseta. Caseta. Yeah, I don't see much at the bat here. Oh no! I think but I see a little better glove. Mesh. I mean, just look at last year. I think that's a taste, gentlemen. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm just uh, going off my scout. I, lo- I love what OSA says, and I, I mean, love the numbers. So, so I mean, but whatever. I mean, I do not know what this team does with these this combination of three players: Kazeda, Gearhart, and Guerrero, because there's only one DH spot, and there's only one first base, and I don't think Caseta can play in the outfield. And so I think that's the big decision to make. I think one of these guys has to go, and that's that's a crappy decision to have to make. Yeah. Two players on it's this tough. team are making at least $10 million. Do you know who those two are? Oh, jeez. Well, it's got to be Wingard for sure. Wingard right? is making 20 this year. Holy cow. Yikes. Could have had Chris Meacham, bud, but... Whatever. Pay Wingard $20 million. Um, I have no idea the, the next one. Flannelly. Steve you know, Flannelly. I should have known that. He's uh, He's been a rock for him. Had some health issues, unfortunately, but I still like this guy a lot. I sort of like him, too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the big decision. I don't know what to do with those three guys that you only have two spots for. And I'm not convinced that... Have now, we talked might... about Nelson Guerrero at all? It might not matter this year because I think Guerrero's a year away, but but soon he's going to have to decide what to do with these guys. Yeah, I think Guerrero's a year away as well. Um, he's my favorite prospect of these guys, if you want to call he's him. part of the Jeremy Reese trade way back when. Yeah, he's a nice-looking player, but I don't even think he can play first base. I think he might be a DH-only guy. Well, see, that's just it. I don't know what they do. Yeah, now, I think you have to DH Guerrero. Do you think he could survive in left field? You know, I uh, I don't. I don't I don't think he I think he's a yeah. career DH, which really sucks. 
I and think Guerrero's a DH. I think Zeta's the first baseman. And I think Gearhart goes because he's my least favorite of these guys, which well, is so sad because he's so good looking, right? Like, he looks like a really good player. I think I would just bite the bullet and try Kazeda in the outfield for a bit longer. Because if that can work, you're in good shape. Um, right. He didn't play outfield at all last year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if, I mean, he's still real rookie eligible. I'll tell you right now, this is my pick for rookie of the year in the East is DJ Caseta. Love it. Love the Bulls ambition there. Uh, All right. Yeah, I got, I got really nothing to say. Well, then let's head to the defending back-to-back Northern champions, the Montreal Expos. Quality team, shitty contracts. That, that about where we're at here? Yep. Really good team. Some really bad decisions. But Jangles, I'm talking directly to you now. Your team is good. We don't hate you or your team. Your team is good. Expos are good. Relax. All right. Now that that's out of the way, yeah, these contracts fucking suck. But they're still going to be good. Yeah, they're good. And you know what? The contracts aren't even that bad. When just Resor and Purdue, I think. And they're just so long. That's the other thing. Yeah. Thankfully, Jangles is not afraid to make a trade. I think we predicted it last year that all these guys are going to be traded. The first I mean, he was already Strutz. has a hundred forty-eight million on the books for twenty sixteen. It's Gosh. interesting. Juan Gamgora was close becoming the new left fielder of the Philadelphia Phillies. It wasn't, I'm not going to say uber close, but it was close. Well, would you pay him uh, $24 million in 2015? That, that, that happened <laughs> after that deal fell through. Yikes. Yeah, these guys are all going to get traded. I think Juan Gatgora is a hell of a baseball player. He's really, really good. Like, really. You can't go, I love seeing things like 3-6-4-7-4-3. Yeah, he's or, kind of or, one of those He's kind of the guy who got away from me. Sad to have to let him go. He's just a closet good player, right? This team looks easily the best team in the North. Easily. I, I, w- I would agree with you there. Here's what I hope for the Expos. I hope no one trades with Jangles. And then, <laughs> and then everyone starts sucking. And then the owner cuts the budget to like $145 million, and he just has to have no coaches. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> We love you, buddy. Nate Purdue is going to be the first Sky player coach. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> we love you, Jangles. Yeah, it yeah, really they're hurts. definitely going to be great. They're going to be the best team in the in the East, but our best team in the Atlantic North. They might, oh, they might be the best team in the in the East. You never know. Certainly could be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and right. props to him for offloading Mark Scruggs. Yeah, we knew that was coming. Thirty yeah, eating million dollars. no money. Is, and is, getting something back. Is the pitching staff here not quite as good as it has been in years past? Like it it's, just doesn't uh, seem quite as good. It's not. I don't think it's actually good at all. Um, outside of Hicks, yeah, who is whatever at this point. I mean, Showboard actually looked competent last year. Oh my gosh! Did you see the projections on him from OSA in the preseason predictions? Can you guys link to those real quick? Oh, my gosh. 6 ERA, 195 innings, 10.34 Ks through 9. Oh, my gosh. They love him this year. Wow. Uh, The rest of it I'm not optimistic about. 
Now, the move that I knew was coming, I knew this was going to fucking happen. It's uh, this guy, Ralph Sabin. He was a Toronto spec, um, was nothing special. Then all of a sudden, his control jumped from like 55 to 80. Uh, <laughs> I was, t- int- God, I had the opportunity to get this guy for like two years, but never pulled the trigger because I never felt that great about it. But he's a finesse pitcher. And Jangles, I think, read in the out of the park manual that finesse pitchers are good or something. And he's hired a finesse coach. And so now he just targets all these finesse guys. So I knew, I knew Jangles is going to trade for Saban. And if he pitches well, that's a huge acquisition, which wouldn't surprise me because he's a nice looking player. Do you see anything with this guy? I'm curious for my own sake, my own sanity. I, I, I don't know. He, he's sort of meh for me. I don't know. I think you're probably right. It wouldn't surprise me if he pitched okay. I was but. the biggest asshole to Amin. Like, three times a season, I'd message him for Ralph Sabin. And then, at the very last second, I'd just puss out and say, I can't do it. I'm sorry, dude. What I think we need is, I was the biggest asshole, just isolated, right? That we can play all the time <laughs> on the podcast. That's what we need. In any event. Uh, we can put that I'll... in the intro when we make one. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything more about Montreal? They're really good. I'm picking you for first, Jangles. Fuck. I want to just say a couple more things, because the more I look up at the rotation, I just don't like it as much. Losing Scruggs is a big deal. Like, you're in the playoffs. You throw Bobby Hicks, which is not not like a guaranteed win. Can't feel that great about it. And then the other guys you're throwing, man, I don't feel good at all. I feel good if you can get the ball to Akbar, but I just I'm really worried. Bobby Hicks worse is than last 34. Year. They might I feel I still think they are the best in the North because the North sucks, but I don't think they're best in the East by any stretch. All right, I'm done. All right, let's head on to Detroit. Um, I think this is just another team playing for next year. Yeah, Eric likes the chase, not the uh, – he built it up in Arizona, then left. Now he's just building it up here. I don't know when it's going to happen. Um, is, is there it any just big waiting, changes? Is it, just, is it just waiting for Granados at this point? I suppose. It has to be. And he's still a big question mark to me. Uh, he's a guy who looks fantastic, but those ratings, even though the potentials are blue, I wish that, like – he had a little bit more pop, even at 20. Uh, makes me worry that the home run's never going to come. Yeah, I don't feel that great about these pieces. I'm worried about Granados and Muller. They added Harge and free agency, and they traded for Chris Robbins. That was a uh, that was a bit of a head-scratcher. Yeah, it sure was. Um, they didn't give up very much for it, so... I think I'm okay with the move from Eric's perspective. And, you know, he could he, re-sign it for cheap. Who knows? Well, we've talked about this before. He loves these fan fave guys. so That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's totally what his thought process was. Is let me boost ticket sales, continue to get a decent budget, and then yep. blow my load in some time. Just our, boy, our boy Rich Todd is still there. So... Yeah, is it time to give this guy a shot in the rotation? No, he's not a starter. I still don't think he's a starter. but I'll die on that hill. But I think that he should probably... I don't see how you send him back to AAA. Look what he did there last year. 
Eric, if you're listening, please trade Rich Todd to me so I can make him a starter and prove these idiots wrong. I think he's a starter. I'm in on Rich Todd. I hope he gets a chance. He has uh, 180 pitch and then four in the 50s. And then three in the 50s. He's an all-stuff pitcher. That's It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like, is he better than... Is he that much worse than guys like Darius Thompson who have great pitches? Give me Thompson but... all day. All freaking day. I don't know if there's that much of a difference. I mean, I would agree with you, you but... Know, you know what these ratings sort of look like? Now, not the everything in the world change-up, but it looks like Scruggs a little. The stuff, all-stuff picture-pitcher. 80-50-50? Yep. 80-50-40? Yep. Thompson, like... for example, 75-40-40. Yep. It's just all those guys have the pitches. Rich Todd doesn't. Correct. Um, it's just really hard to say if, like, can he survive on the changeup? I think that's a bet I'd be willing to make. It's definitely a bet I'd be willing to make if I was in this tiger shoes where I could just do whatever I want if wins don't matter. Well, right. I don't see any way that this team contends this year. But weren't they in playoff position for, like, the overwhelming majority of the season? They were. Last year? Did they get really demonstrably worse? Like, I don't know that they got demonstrably better, but I don't think they got demonstrably worse. I think they just uh, overperformed at the beginning of the year and then started to come back to earth. Okay. Because this is a 69-win team. I know that's the in the playoff hunt, but 69 wins. All right. I am going to spend two minutes on the Yankees, and then we are going to advance. Perfect. Um. They have talent. They have no pitching, um, but what's new? Um, this is what the Yankees need to do. Joe Cronk to first base, Russ Broderick to DH, Jared Lebel to second base, Robles to third base, Dave Burns, get him off of the freaking injured list and into center field, and get DeShazo's ass out of center field. Into all right you need field. To do, all, you right need field. To, all, you, all they need to do when those defensive woes vanish. Um, it's not going to happen for obvious reasons. Um but that's what the Yankees need to do to actually get competitive on defense. Um, this is a team that won 84 games in 2008. I don't think the talent is all that different. But since then, they have won 78 games in 09 and 111 combined between 2010 and 11. They have Mike Mork, who's a decent pitcher, probably a, a, a poor man's three. Um, they have decent relievers in Shermerhorn and Meyer and Ledesma. Um, they should be able to outscore teams. They just can't play any defense, and they can't pitch. And that's yeah. been the issue for the last three years. Okay, let's go on to our North predictions. Um, you mentioned a couple moves you think the Yankees should make. I think there's only one move they need to make, and that's get a new fucking GM. Uh, that's what needs to be done. Ignore DeShazo. Just get Doug out of here. Get someone new. Someone who cares. That's what we want. Predictions. I'll lead the way. I'm still going to pick Montreal. I kind of started talking myself out of it because I don't love the rotation, but still going to take Montreal. It's New York in seconds. The Mets, of course. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to double down on my little bet earlier. I'm going to say Cleveland sneaks in there. And it's mainly going to be a product of Toronto underperforming again. Uh, 84 wins should be enough. I think Cleveland has a better chance to get there than the Jays. So that makes the Jays go to fourth. Uh, I'm going to say Boston in fifth, followed by Minnesota, Detroit, 
and the X. I will take the Expos in first, then the Mets. Uh, I'm sticking with the Blue Jays. Uh, uh, I'm sticking with the mean. Uh, I think Toronto's very well run, and uh, they're going to stick it out and uh, end up in third again. Uh, then Cleveland, then the Twins, uh, Boston, Detroit, and then the Yankees. Uh, let's go Mets, Toronto, Montreal, followed by Minnesota, Cleveland, Boston, Detroit, Yankees. Okay, boys Mets, and girls listening. Toronto, Montreal, is that what you said? Mets, Toronto, Montreal. Wow. Oh, see, so don't be sending me little messages. Hear that, Jangles? Right. Now you know who your friends are. Right. Your friends are your compatriots in the East. Yeah. Yeah. It's those Pacific assholes that don't like Montreal. Have fun defending yourself for the next two months, Jake. (laughs) I've been known to to say shitty things on this pod. (laughs) Um, okay, boys and girls listening, we are halfway through. And years uh, last year we cut this up into two. Tonight we're just going through it. Y'all ready? Plow oh, through. Yeah. I'm in. Let's plow through. Uh, let's head over to the central. Start off with the Colorado Rockies, who had probably the biggest offseason out of anyone. And I don't think that's exaggeration. I don't think that's hyperbole. They went out. They got. Andy Allen, Mark Scruggs, Mike Gomez, and they traded away a shit ton of specs. They completely revamped their team from last year. No Jody Jackson, no Luis Madrigales, no Billy Rankin, no Doug Pendleton, no Bobby Carroll. It's a new team in Colorado. And it is they are going to hit. I want to be the first one to congratulate Kiefer on GM of the Year. Um... Rockies are going to be so much better. I like all these moves. I'm terrified of the Rockies already, even though it's a lot of young kids. Getting a couple superstars to to balance them out. I, I love it. I love it. I love Mike Gomez here, too. I think that's going to be so much fun for all of us to watch. Hope he stays healthy. I do, too. A healthy Mike Gomez is still such a great player in the sky. I mean, it feels like he's been around forever because he started so young, but he's only 29. And again, I, I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, this team, this team looks pretty good. I mean, team looks pretty good. And yeah. in the central, you never know. I mean, I'm not committed yet to picking them for the playoffs because I sort of want to look at the rest of the central here. We started with the Rockies, but but it might happen. Um, you got to get Amamiya out of left field and into the DH spot. You got to do it. Please, 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 Kiefer. Um, and I like some of these specs. I think Chris Madrano can be one heck of a player. Um, yeah. And, uh, Gosh, you look at Madrano and you just can't think about I just think about what a fuck up Dustin did giving this guy away for nothing. So, uh, interestingly enough, do you guys remember Graham in Montreal? Yeah. Sure do. He was originally a Montreal second-round pick. Right before Graham left, he forgot to move his players out of DFA. They all hit for agency, and uh, Medrano signed with Seattle. Huh. Typical Seattle, just cleaning up other people's mistakes. That's a shame. That's a real shame. That is sad. I'm kind of glad that he's uh, 
in Colorado then. I am too. Makes me feel good. I always love to see good hitting specs in Colorado because the world just feels better when the sky's the limit now. People just rake in Colorado. Yeah, no, this this team could be really good. I'm not really I'm not ready yet to call them really good, but I think they're already good. <laughs> I think so. I think they are too. Um, I'll tell you what, I, the Andy Allen deal. If you would have told me that they traded for Andy Allen three months ago. I would have been like, oh, no, they're going to give up so much. They're screwed. But I love what they did. Um, first of all, they got Pittsburgh to retain for some reason. And I think he probably opts into that $36 million deal no matter what. So you get him for two years, and you're not paying the full price. That's awesome. Right. And right. he's coming back to Colorado. And if you guys remember back in like 2005 to 2007 when the Rockies were – Really good. Yeah, right. They were unstoppable. Kiefer did something very smart that not a lot of teams do. Um, the teams like Kiefer who have extreme ballparks like Coors or like Texas or even Oakland and San Francisco. A lot of guys don't make their roster around their around their park. And Kiefer acquired a starting rotation solely of strikeout guys. All guys who just Make sure the ball doesn't get put in play. And he had a ton of success with Andy Allen there because he strikes out the world. Yep. So having him back in Colorado instead of these shitty guys like Eddie Steckline who just, you know, it's batting practice. Allen can survive in Coors. Not a lot of pitchers can. And Well, and in that way, Scruggs fits right in, right? Exactly. That's totally in line, man. I don't think the pitching... Uh, they just don't get affected by the course factor like other players do. It's a big I mean, amount. it looks like it's going to be Andy Allen, Mark Scruggs, and Alberto Cruz as our one, two, three. Love Alberto Cruz. I think Alberto Cruz is going to be really freaking good. Yeah, I'm not sure it's this year, but I think he's going to be good. Um, but once you get past there, who's the four and who's the five? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's Andy Allen, Scruggs, and then you hope for, you know. I mean, Boca Negra had three war last year. Boca Negra had a really good year. Maybe I'm nuts, but I don't worry so much about the four and five starter as much as others do. Uh, I think Colorado can get to the playoffs, and they can probably run a three-man rotation and be just fine. I mean, in California, you know, you know we like our uh, we like our starters. Yep. Yeah, but really, like having Nate Totten as your fifth starter has that ever done you any good? Uh, he's going to be our third starter this year, and we're, we'll get to Nate Totten in a, in a hot second. Okay. Well, having five starters really doesn't help you in the playoffs. It helps you in the regular season, but it doesn't make much of a difference in the playoffs. I mean, I'd say helping out in the regular season makes sure that you don't have to play that first series. All right. Well, I don't think Colorado has to worry about making the playoffs in this division. At least that's what I—that's my gut looking at them. Uh, they are still young, so. I'm probably overselling them a bit. I think you're overselling it a bit, but they're really good. I think they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah I think I think uh, I don't think they're going to win the division, but no, they'll be in the hunt. And I think they can survive with the pitching they have. I'm very I'm optimistic. I am. And this is one of the like closet best run organizations in the sky. Kiefer does such a great job. Yeah, very good. Uh, Kiefer, I, I believe, used to be the New York Yankee GM. Before switching, and it's 
kind of weird to think about him. Imagine how different the Central and the North would be if you had one more competent GM in the North. We'd probably be making fun of the Central a lot more than we do. All right. Uh, is there anything more to talk about with uh, the Coors Field Rockies? Nothing. Nothing. We're good. All right. Let's move to uh, the gateway to the West, my hometown, the St. Louis Cardinals. Under new ownership, he had a uh, – Jason Treese had a whole off season to himself with this team and didn't really do much. Not a not a loud season. Uh, they made a lot of their was... trades uh, before the uh, before the season ended. Right after mm-hmm. he got the team, he made a lot of trades. So. Uh, lost some pieces here and there. Mike Witt, Le- uh, Leo Berenger, signed Tony Leas, um, re-signed Trig and Shoot, someone we talked about on the pod previously. Two years, uh, twenty-four and a half million total. A lot of money coming off the books this year and nearly nothing on the books for 2014. We talked about 2014 as the potential year um, that they'd make a run. But again, this is also the 2012 podcast. What do you guys see from the Cardinals in 2010? Uh, I, I don't see that much. I see more of the same. Like you said, 2014 is that year. It's really just waiting for Ramon Sanchez to come up, though I think he can come up. Sooner than 2014, I think he probably could play in the majors right now, if I'm being honest. Uh, he's that special of a player. You uh, know when Ramon Sanchez turns 20? I don't. Next, Next March. March. And he already has 70 home run power. Incredible. I've got him at 75. Already? Wow. My scout has it at 70 with the potential for 80. The thing is, too. His defense is going to get good because he just hasn't played that many innings. Oh, absolutely. He's going to he be really, where he wants. He's he going to be really shortstop. good out there. Yeah. He, I mean, he I think he's going play shortstop or center field. I think he's a corner outfielder, unfortunately, or a third baseman. I think that's a decent play, too. I mean, what do you have with his infield range? Uh, 60. 65. I got him at 65 with 75 yep. arm. That With 60 DP, I'd throw him at shortstop. It's fun. It's fun to think about. Man, like. He almost I mean, he's, always... not, he's not a negative defender anywhere. No, no he's, he's not. not. Now, but I'm just going to call a comp because I'm all in on the Ramon Sanchez love. But he's not going to hit lefties well at all. And he's going to strike out a lot and not walk a lot. That's are true. We, are, we it, over, it, are we over? Does a name come to mind for you guys? Are we over? A little bit like Nate, for sure. Nate Riley. A little bit. That would be such a disappointment for this man's career. Yeah, I think that what he has going for him is it's usually just a good sign that you're that developed at a young age. That means yeah. that development will continue. You know, I don't think he's like peaking right now, considering what he did in the minors. The minor stats are just, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Four digits on like OPS almost every year. Well, he's 19 and in AAA, right? It's like, so, so cool. Yeah, but I, yeah, I guess I am worried that he's Nate Riley, and it's going to be a disappointment. Um, I think the defense makes all the difference. That mean that just lifts his floor tenfold. Uh, yeah, he's probably. I think. I think third base. The more I think about it. Originally, I thought he's just an 80 corner outfielder, but I think he's. Can get to 65, 70 at third, and that's 
There's not a lot of good third basemen out there, though. He does have one in John Hall. Yeah, I know he really, really likes John Hall. He does like John Hall. I don't. I do not think this team is going to stink this year, but but there is a future where this is a really good baseball team. Um, with Ortiz and Quintana and Hooper and Sanchez and all these clowns, th- this could be something special. Yeah, Paul? the Ortiz-Sanchez combo is just bash brother potential. I can't wait. Right. The middle of the order is going to be terrifying. Yeah. Especially against right-handed pitchers. Oh, my God. What do you guys see pitching-wise with this team? I'm not seeing a lot. Well, this year, there's not much. I mean, you're right. You know, I... uh, Yeah, there is not much. I'm still optimistic, cautiously optimistic for Jim Gregory. He was the top 20 spec who pitched last year and was horrible. I think he can be okay. Starting to change my tune, but... There is a little bit of hope here. Anyways. He's still he's still really young, so I guess the curveball could still come in. But you know, it's what it is. Yeah, I would have right. liked to see him go get a different pitcher. Tony Leas was really the addition, and in my I've, I've had experience putting Tony Leas in the rotation, and it has never worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should probably stick to the pen. We'll see. All right. Well, let's move on to Milwaukee. Um, there's no Juan Ramos in Milwaukee. And as T-Rich would proudly tell you, there's also no Juan Ramos anywhere else. I was about to say that. Yes, I'm so glad our league collectively had a brain and did not sign this guy. It makes me happy. Well, um, you, you don't want to see what's going on on my screen then. Uh, regardless, this Milwaukee team, I think, is still very strong. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bats are fantastic. Between Brandon, Carson, Van Santen, Pruitt, Schumacher. I, I don't think there's a hole in that lineup. We Hey, we said that last year, and they sucked. They still... They biggest... Yeah, they sucked, but they, they didn't suck because of this lineup. They still scored, like, what, 875 runs? They just couldn't uh, pitch. I, yeah. I think the 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 lineup was a disappointment, though. You know, it was a we thought they were going to be a top two or three offense in the West, and they were seventh or eighth. I and mean, they still hit two ninety as a team, which was no different than twenty ten or two thousand nine. The difference was that their ERA literally jumped two whole runs from the year before. Yeah. Right. Remember, though, last year numbers were inflated all over the board. So Still, two earned runs from a 3-4-5 oh, yeah. team ERA to a 5-4-9. Oh, I'm agreeing with you. Like The pitching was the problem. Just Let's not praise the offense too much, considering it wasn't very special last year. Ryan Pruitt, or Ryan Pruitt is the best hitter no one talks about. Uh, I think we've talked about him in, <laughs> a lot. I still point. don't think he's talked about enough. He is. He's really freaking good. That... That 2006 draft was such a good draft, and it makes me so mad because that was the year that it got all left up, and to this day, you cannot get that draft on S+. It does not work. And it, it makes me so mad. It was such a good draft. Yeah, you're right. It, uh, it irks me, too. I've, I've tried to like put it together as much as I can in my head, but... Right. It's iffy. I, I think that I was do, the Sauer draft. It, that was yeah, such a good draft. I have it buried somewhere in Excel. Um, Mike and I have it buried in Excel. Um, so we do have the files, the the player IDs of everyone taken in that draft. 
Um, so if anyone that's listening is good with coding and can figure out how to get that into S+, please, please, please contact us because we have the IDs, we have the names, we have who was drafted who. We have it documented. It's just a matter of getting it somewhere. Right. But in any event, it just makes me sad because you're right. Ryan Pruitt, he was so good. And you have to go through history to see where he was drafted. It makes me mad in any event. He's a Tucson boy, too. Hell yeah. He was the sixth overall pick. That was the year that Cle- or Cincinnati drafted Esparza one. Nope, that's where he drafted Blitzer. Oh, Blitzer one, and then Souter went. Souters went to or whatever. Wait, are it was. you saying Trent? Are you saying you forgot about Chris Blitzer? I did. <laughs> Chris Blitzer. I, Man, that guy I, had great name potential. If he was he an was, ace. he was a reindeer too. I hear, but in any event, the yeah, in any event, uh, Milwaukee looks pretty good. I don't. I think we might be overselling it just to Skosh. I mean, it all depends on the pitching. Like, which is the real Stefan Williams? Yeah, I don't know. What is the real Stefan Williams? Please stand up. What does Art Page do? Right? Like, what is Sean Lowe exactly? Like his, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, like Stefan Williams. I think he's closer to what he was last year than this miraculous top 20 guy uh, he had been in the past. He just does. The ratings don't jump out to me as superstar. I've uh, got his ratings at sixty, sixty, fifty. Yeah, is that spectacular? I don't think. so. I mean, he's got five pitches at sixty-five plus, which is where I'm so confused where that sixty stuff comes from. Yeah, if he was an eighty stuff guy, as he looks like he should be, I would be thinking differently. Yeah, I have him at sixty-five, sixty, fifty-five, yeah. but I do have all the pitches that are really good. And so, yeah, I've always been a Stefan Williams believer. Now, I think that expecting, you know, a whole series of five-win seasons was probably a bit too much. But boy, oh boy, that there's got to be a happy medium in there somewhere. And I don't know. I think I might disagree a little. I think he might be closer to the 2010 than the 2011. But if I said it's over-under at four ERA, what would you take? I think that's probably about right. Yeah, and I, that's not an ace to me. No, oh no, I don't know that I think he's an ace, but I think he's at least a solid number two. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Just... I agree with that. I mean, that's what's the story of the Brewers is what does this team do as a pitch? What does Art Page do? What does Stephen Williams do? What does Sean <laughs> Lone do? You know, that's what happens. I believe Williams is overrated because most scouts and OSA rate him highly. Uh his rating overall and potential ratings are probably really high in comparison to, say, his basic stuff, movement, movement control. And I think that's just OSA overrating it because he has a high stamina and holds runners really well. Like, stupid shit like that is a little bit skews things for Williams. Um, he'll be okay, though. Sean Lowe will be okay at best. Uh, Art Page... I don't know why he went out and got Art Page. <laughs> I think he's just totally washed. He's an asshole in the clubhouse. And he's a fly ball pitcher who is going to get his ass handed to him in Milwaukee. I don't love this at all. I think Art Page will be worse than Ramos was. So I, I'm not optimistic about the Brewers. They won 81 games last year. We're talking about them like they won a hundred. You know that was two years ago. Let's let's focus on now. And I'm very worried. I'll take the over of the eighty-one wins, but I don't think that it gets back anywhere close to the hundred. 
Yeah. When this Taste, team was crushing singing. things, yeah. when they were crushing, it was they had Ramos. That's gone. Yeah. Dan Santon was something special. He was hitting 40 homers a year. That's gone. I don't think Van Santen's ever going to do anything productive again. I mean, you just took two, two of the best players in baseball off this team. I, they don't look like they're well built for Miller Park. They'll be in the hunt because it's the Central, but boy, they're going to be outside the playoff race again for me. They really don't look like they're built well for Miller Park. It's almost like he doesn't care because he goes out and gets all these guys that seem very ill-suited for that park. Like, like Dave Art, Carter? Like Art Page or Dave Carter. Even Sean Lowe. I don't think Sean Lowe's too bad, but but yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. He's not a high-movement guy. But Cisco Bona Iuncta. Like, what the hell? Why is he trading for these guys? It it just doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. Cisco's going to get destroyed also i mean these if you put this team and let them play in pack bell they'd be a lot better lineup wouldn't match quite as much but in any event this team now that i've seen them both you know what i was asking myself is this team above or below colorado in the central this year below we will get there but i'm gonna say below it's really a tough call for me I think I might be leaning below. Does that make me nuts? I don't know. No. In any event. I don't think so. All right. I'm also going to make one quick prediction. This is going to be the year Jim Brandon falls off. He's going to be the next one to fall for Milwaukee. And that's He's it. already taken a, a bit of a rating set, hasn't he? He sure has. It doesn't look as good. Still mashing. Hitting 350 in spring training. So just my gut instinct tells me we're going to see a fall. All right. Well, let's move on to the first of the Chicago teams, the worst of the Chicago teams, the White Sox. The uh, the rebuild is still on for them. All right, this was my highlight of my offseason. Um, Zach celebrating, blown away by his brilliance and the fact that he stole Jeff Oberg in free agency from all of us for only $13 million. I loved that. Because that guy ain't doing shit. What over play last year? 50 games? 30 games? He's already been hurt. He's already out for two weeks. Uh, I love yeah, it. I was wondering why I can't find him. That's the answer. He's hurt again. Yeah, he's making $12 million, and uh, he thought it was a steal. Really funny to see people not do simple things like check the injury report or listen Jeff to a podcast. Oberg. You know? Jeff How many Oberg times we talked was... about Oberg? He was so good in Cal in the California system. And he has been overvalued for years and years now. Because he's no one... played more than 100 games twice in a season. He played 128 games in 2006, 99 games in 08, and 101 in 2010. Now, did you just luck into that? Like, you traded them, and then he started getting hurt? So that 2007 season, he played 76 games. Was one of my better hitters. That was the year that he was like the only righty I had. Um, he had three and a half WAR that year. I traded him the next season um, when he had been getting dinged up a lot. I mean, he didn't get hurt. He had no DL stints in 2004 or 2005. It was only a couple day-to-day injuries in 04 and 05. He got hurt once in 2005. 
And then 2007 is where it all went to hell. Uh, and he was traded in 2008. So this was not a luck thing. This was a Texas Recon- really stupid this, thing. This was me recognizing that I think he was about to hit the fan. Right. Yeah, I mean, and then you were right. Yeah, he was hurt every day and got. Everyone keeps valuing him a lot more than he should. Thankfully, Nate Riley turned out to be a piece of garbage, so I don't hate you that much for it. Anyway, we don't need to talk about Oberg. I just loved that Zach celebrated only having to pay him $12 million. What a steal. It's the it's seeing what Felix Salgado is. It's it's seeing what what the young talent is. He's got a really really good young outfield with Fraga, Dante, Guy, and Salgado. Um, Tim Shields. It's going to be interesting to see what he does after last season. Um, and see what he has from Angel Cortez. He's probably yeah. going to spend this year in AAA again. Um, but it's just rec- seeing what the young talent can do. It's interesting. Do you guys view Salgado? As Zach does, as now you got to get him out of center field, Zach. Zachary, he's got to play right, can't play center. Moving on from that, if he plays in the right defensive position, is he sort of a a transcendent, real stud sort of player? Yes, I think I he think is. so. Absolutely, he's um, real deal. I would I say agrees. He... I believe he's already top twenty. I believe and yeah, number 15, fifteen ahead of Souders. So this is actually fun because I. Uh... I looked at that. I was going to bring that up that he's in the top 20. Last season, we talked and debated Manriquez versus Salgado. Who would you rather have? Mm-hmm. And now, for the first time, they both are in the top 20 and they're 14 and 15. Right back. back. Which is awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, that can be a little rivalry. But it's Salgado. You're right. That's the only thing I care about on this team. I really hate Angel Cortez. I always have. I think he sucks. But I'd love to see him in the show just to see what he can do. Are you guys optimistic about him? He's going to play good defense. That means something. You're means right. that means it's sort of a means it's sort of a high floor, right? Like I think he's a year away. I don't think Zach should play him in the sky this year. Yeah, he really struggled in AAA last year. But but beyond that, you know, I mean, he's what he is. I hope he gets a shot sooner rather than later. I think they have a lot of interesting pieces here, uh, trade pieces. I think uh, Araujo, Wootson, Lager, Ibarra, George Hart, Doug Carey, Beacoats even, Bazell. I think they could all be interesting trade pieces. Yeah. This team needs to be pretty bad, and I I think they will be. So that part's taken care of. And then he needs to trade like all of these guys. And he has no one on the books for a guaranteed contract. He has exactly. Jockey Wootson on the books for a guaranteed contract next year and Ludovico Usui. That's it. Be- because all three of us think that Salgado is a type of guy you build around. He's a franchise sort of guy. And then you go and do something. Once all these guys come off the books, you try to get something for all of these clowns. And maybe you even make a run at the 1-1. I mean, I think it's going to be Baltimore, maybe Arizona. You know, but but I, I think this is uh, I don't understand the point of being sort of average and totally in last and, a la, and in last place in the central. Right. Like yeah, get, why? Why be why get the one ten when you can get the one two or the one one? Yeah, go get an early pick. Hope that a uh, really elite college players available and pair him with that core. Um, 
so much is going to depend. So we know Salgado's good. So much of it's going to depend on Cortez, who I said I didn't like, and last year's early pick, Justin Adams. They're both 22. They're going to come up soon. If they're good, he might have something here. But I don't think this team's in a bad situation by any stretch. Like, they're not fucked forever. Right. But you got to start, you got to do some good moves. Really good stuff in the next year or two. All right. Well, let's move on to the other Chicago team, the defending Skyline champions. The Chicago the Chicago Cubs. Again, congrats to you, Steve. Uh, Trent, do you have any words for your Skyline opponent? No, not at all. I mean, we got beaten fair and square. It's not like I can call foul. I mean, we got our asses handed to us uh, in that series. Uh, I had no answer for the lineup of lefties. No answer. Uh, I thought Jake made a good point. Would have been interesting to see what Hoover could have been against that lineup. Would have been an interesting weapon. But, you know, didn't happen, and I don't have anything to bitch about. Had a hell of a run. This was uh, the best team. The better team won. I mean, the better team won. So, you know, no problem. Congratulations, Steve. Yep, I'm happy. Best team won, and it's new blood. Someone new won, so I'm happy. Yep. What do we think about this Chicago team for this coming year? Didn't lose really any big-name pieces outside of uh, Andrade. Pieces here and there, walked, but nothing big. Oh, one thing that I will say is that I got... I now get to blame my defeat on someone who deserves it. And it is Kansas City Matt for putting Andrade on waivers because that motherfucker beat the Phillies twice, both in Chicago. And that came out of goddamn nowhere. Started 10 and 0. And goddamn it, Matt. Oh my gosh. All right. He was so, he was so good in that series, too. It's like, oh my gosh, it was so ridiculous. I'm surprised he didn't win the MVP. Yeah, I don't should've. think he gave up an earned run. Now, I mean, you know, wh- whatever. In any of it. Now I really will be done. But I did want to get in my blame. Because I can't blame Steve for that. He's just being smart. The stupid guy, the guy that deserves blame, is the asshole that put him on waivers. After he started 2-0 and or 3-0 and in Kansas City that year. With like a 3-3-9 ERA. Freaking mad. Damn it. All right. So they <laughs> replaced from within. Uh, looks like Michael Grant and Tim Bowen are going to take over that uh, those rotation spots. Uh, Arturo Pineda, um, he was hurt at the end of last year, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe, I believe so, P- yeah. Pineda was hurt. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Jenkins is back in three months. So they're replacing from within, mostly. Um, it's a good strategy. Um, it, it's still a quality team. And I like the, some of the guys they're replacing with. This is exciting to have Bowen finally in the majors. He's been a top spec for a couple of years now. We'll see how he does. Struggling in spring, but if he pitches well and they have another major threat at the top of the rotation, they're another contender in my in my eyes. I, mean, I I think this team is just as good, if not better, than last year. Oh, I don't know that I want to say that. I think that it. I mean, I think it's wonderful what happened, but. Uh... But I don't think that you get things like Andrade happening twice. I mean, that oh, was yeah. really a big thing. But at the, the same time, I don't think they get as injured as they did last year. Oh, well, that's probably true, too. Oh, yeah, I think they obviously had a lot of things go their way in the playoffs. But strictly from a regular season point of view, they won 100 last year. And they might be a little better. 
Is Jacob Shaver going to play this year? Uh, he shouldn't, as long as you've got Roland. I mean, there's no need to bring this kid up. He's never seen AAA pitching, you know. Yeah, but look at him and who he's going to start at DH, Camacho. I think, unless I'm missing someone. Uh, yeah. I think I might roll the dice and just let him play. I don't know, I'd probably give him a half a year at AAA. Call him up mid-year, see what's going on. Yeah, for sure. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, but he could be a big, a big part of the, the postseason run. A guy with 75 power. Whew. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Oh, he's the real deal. I really, really like Jacob Shaver. But, yeah. But I don't think I would do it this year. I just don't think there's a point to it. Because your team's already good without him. So, you know. Maybe if you get really banged up and he's, you know, got a 1,200 OPS in AAA, which could very easily happen. I'm just thinking strictly from a playoff point of view, because I think all of us agree this team is in the playoffs for next year. Right. So for this season, you can just book it. Right. I mean, But they do have holes. They're not a perfect team by any stretch. Yeah, I think the, I think the pitching's a little worse. I'm a little worried about, uh, about Tim Bowen. I mean, Screwball still hasn't totally developed. Doesn't have a lot more to go, but... Yeah, I don't think he's ready for the majors. But, I, I, uh... I'm not sure he's ever going to be a starter, unless that screwball comes. And he's still only 23. He just turned 23. Right. And he has had plenty of time in, at AAA. You know, he has had 30 starts. Right. So, so I mean, I hope know what... he's ready, but it doesn't look like it, no. I mean, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take the under on the 100 wins, but uh, but I think this team's really good. I mean, their offense alone, you know, gets them into the playoffs. So. I think we're also forgetting Kevin Jenkins is coming back. That's another guy who was hurt last year who's a really solid rotation piece. But that four and five starter is going to be ugly. They kind of remind me of the Braves in a bit. Great lineup, one through three rotations, pretty solid. But then four and five is a big question mark. Right. All right. It's, it's all about that outfield. They stay healthy. This team's really good. Um, another team with a really, really good outfield, if I do say so myself, the Houston Astros between some combination of Jason uh, Angel Trujillo, Jason Halverson, Rodolfo Gomez, Chris Alice, Dave Carrico. It's another team that their offense is going to be phenomenal again. Um, the pitching, however, might be a sticking point here. They lost Vera Montes. They, yeah. they lost talent on that side of the baseball. Well, and the guy that they got to quote-unquote replace him, Ed Atkins, is gone for the year he's useless they got yep. they got one. chad horner from kansas city yep um they lost nate anderson too they traded away steve parsons um they lost again they lost viramontes to free agency so they are kind of screwed there yeah I, I don't think this is uh preseason predictions have this team winning 100 games uh that's nuts it's it's kind of the same thing we've said for years like Without Trio, is this team even remotely good? No, but they have the best player in baseball, so it helps. I don't know. Rodolfo Gomez is a pretty darn good player. Uh, Halverson had a hell of a year, certainly defensively, right? Offensively, this team's pretty darn good. I don't know what they're going to do pitching. Like, it looks pretty bad. Is Chad Herner the ace? Yes, Chad Herner is this ace. You know, I think he's pretty good. I, I think it's fine. Uh, he's, I'm just 
think ahead. about all the different prospects that have come through this Houston system that were just that one pitch away. I mean, the amount of, I mean, Barola. Why, is D, Barola, why is Diego Roman not starting? Or maybe he will be starting. Maybe it's just both. Um, he will. Roman will. Oh be yeah, starting. no, he'll he'll be a starter. You're right. Um, yeah. But I mean, Barola is the one that comes to mind. I mean, Barola had the world at his fingertips. I I might like Roman more than I like Herner, but that's just me. But um, so, Dierich, we're we're gonna ask you this again, like we do every year. I would do not that regret that trade. trade. Okay. I do not regret it. How can I regret it, man? Well, the guy you got, is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's if if Eddie Hill was shit, then I'd be singing a different tune. But when you're a hundred win team. And you're trying to win a championship, you got to trade your top prospects. I happen to trade the best player ever. Still happy that I have an ace for five, six years. A guy who's right. probably going to make the Hall of Fame as a Brave. Really hard to criticize that deal. All right. Yeah, I happen to think this team's pretty decent. It's just, I don't know. A lot of question marks. Weird. Yeah. The Central could go a lot of different ways. This is the most. This is the hardest division to predict, in my opinion. So many question marks. All right. Let's. Uh, we good with Houston? We are good with Houston. Um, next team, Texas. What, what what do we have to say about them besides Zion fucking Cisse? Uh, we love. Who him. is now making seventeen million a year? Yeah, which is a lot of money for a long time too. Damn. Five years, uh, player opt out. That's it. Oof. Yeah, I do not know that I would have done that in Matt's shoes. It's hard to criticize it. Uh, he's in, he's good. Third base, they're just. I think we good. forget that third base is one of those positions that's really hard to fill. Catcher, short, third. That's oh my it. Gosh, it's hard. You know, there's only five or six. There might be ten good third basemen in the league. And Cissé's one of them, so hell yeah. Pay him $17 million. Just when you sign a contract like that, you got to be worried that something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is Matt's plan here? Do we know? Do we think we know? No clue. I don't know either. He's been a little more active and talking a bit. But, right. uh, I mean, he may quietly have the best bullpen in baseball. You think so, huh? Blackwell, Phillips, Pugh, Brown, Snodgrass, if he didn't get hurt. R.I.P. Um, Snodgrass. What a career. That guy, I feel like, was drafted so long ago. Never, ever did a damn thing. It's a shame. Um, Schlesman is going to strike out the world. David Robinson is going to strike out the world. Mike Kelly is going to strike out the world. Milagro Portillo is going to strike out the world. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there's a lot of that, but a lot of these guys are going to give up a fucking ton of home runs in this. Oh, this is, this is every single at bat against this bullpen is going to be okay. Is it leaving the park or is it going to go I'm, right into the catcher's mitt? Geez, Kelly, Portillo, and Robinson, and Schlesman, all guys with 40 or less movement. Holy shit, that sounds like fun. I Amazingly, think this, they're this all Rangers like bullpen could very easily in terms of just relievers, could very easily lead all bullpens in strikeouts per nine and home runs per nine. Oh, I think that's a guarantee. It's amazing. <laughs> sure. All of these, a lot of these guys still say ground ball pitcher, too. Like, 
It's weird. I mean, I don't hate this bullpen at all. Oh, I no. really it's, like this bullpen. Yeah, I do too. The top, it's the top four are good. Uh, when you get down further down the list, when the you get the stuff guys, I think those guys are gonna suck. But yeah, I like a lot of them. Sort of a weird little veteran pitching staff he's put together here too. It really is a lefty heavy too. Right? Uh, is is this a team that could fight for a playoff spot? I, this is a closet decent team when you look at them. They remind me of one of those teams that I would build playing perfect team. That's just fucking weird for the sake of being weird. <laughs> like, what if I just got all strikeout guys in the pen and all lefties? What would happen? Because the, the lineup's super lefty-heavy, too. It's... I don't know. I'd have to see... I'd have to really dig into how many lefties are in the central. Because this team might have really wonky splits, depending on who's pitching. I mean, this team's also going to suck defensively because they have... Chris Murphy, Luis Paredes, Chris Sandine, and uh, Hunt Cromie, who should all be in the lineup, but none of them can defend. Yeah, Hunt Cromie. Wow. Yeah. Even some of the good, the guys who we say, quote unquote, good defenders, aren't that good. Like Daniel Tucker, I don't think he can play short much longer. He's, I've still got him at 65 range. Passable. Oh. Passable. Sure. He was bad last year, though, and I think it's going to be Minus work. four. I think minus four is about where he's going to be. Yeah, I don't he think he's... He did minus four in less than 100 games, though, so you're losing you're losing a lot there, especially when you're running a lot of ground ball guys. Yeah, I, I, I would have been in on the Rangers without the defensive woes because I think that makes a big difference, a big difference, because that's really going to hurt the pitching staff. Especially this veteran, older pitching staff where stuff is not the real calling card. They're lefty veterans. They're wily. They're not power pitchers. Yes. Lots I of balls in play. For it's as just... much as we're singing the praises of the, the bullpen in particular, I'm going to predict this team for probably the worst runs allowed in the West. Uh, bad defense, guys who don't strike out in the rotation, and then guys who give up home runs in the bullpen. I don't think a, a lead is ever safe. I don't think you can bank on getting the bullpen the ball with a lead. They're, they're going to score. They have talent. Just Like we said earlier, it's a team that's just weirdly put together. All right. Uh, last team in the Central. Uh. Kansas City. Um, what are they going to do this year besides make trades and then make more trades and then make more trades after that? Did they have sort of an oddly quiet offseason? By um, Kansas City standards, I think so. I mean, you look at their – if you go to their offseason summary, it was loud. Um, but, yeah, in terms of – it was decently quiet. The Armijo deals, the one that really stands out to me. That was is that the biggest deal? Or did I miss something? I mean, no, that was about it. I mean, they um, had a spec trade with Detroit, the Riley Robinson trade for Cruz Garcia, Horner and Alice to Houston, Parsons. You know what? Houston. This was actually a pretty busy offseason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sign Miracola traded for Steve Warren, traded for traded for Pettyman. Pettyman, yeah. Cruz Garcia, yeah, this was, yeah, he did his usual stuff. I, 
it's so tough to read these teams. It's almost frustrating looking at it. I don't know what to say. Yeah, seriously. It's really hard to evaluate. The preseason predictions had them at 71 wins, which is horrible. Yeah, I think this team looks better than that. Like How much? Maybe, maybe significantly better than that. I think this is a team that contends for a playoff spot. Hey, they made the playoffs last year. Uh, they did so winning 82 games, so let's not right. get too excited, but right, they but did I think, playoffs. I think Steve Parsons is a damn good player. But did you see that extension that he signed? Well, yeah, but I don't care about that for this year. Because he'll be I traded mean, by that point. Right, it's true, but what are you, who's, who are you going to trade him to? Now, now, You're going to retain be, 50% on it. You know, to that's be fair, happen. to be fair, Matt didn't sign that extension. He didn't, but he saw that horrible extension and then sought out Sterling to get it. Right. Which is odd to me. The whole Parsons saga is so weird. Everything about Steve Parsons is weird. He shouldn't be this good. How is he this good in any event? <laughs> Hitting 380 he, in spring training, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he's because just... Because of course he is. He's incredibly good. Yeah, no, he has a 900 OPS in the spring. Motherfuck. In any event, the... Uh, I mean... Aaron Paris is really good little young player. Uh, I wonder if he's a wonder if he's a lifetime royal. Is that a guy you build around? Do we even say that in Kansas City? No, because he said it about Joe McCoy, and then he wasn't. Uh, I do know that this is about the closest thing to a true love that Matt's ever had. I, he really, really is high on Aaron Paris. So. Oh. If there is going to be a lifetime role, it would be Paris, but yeah, we know that ain't going to happen. Somewhat justifiably so. I think Aaron Paris is the real deal. Now, I'm not sure it's this year. Well, maybe. He might be ready for this guy. He's definitely going to play all year in this guy. Yeah, whether he's ready or not. Exactly. I don't think he's ready. I don't get the hype around this guy either. I'm uh, just not that excited about anything that he offers. Uh he went out and got Cruz Garcia, who's a good player. Played 156 games last year. Don't think that happens again. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't see playoff team at all. I think they're worse than they were last year. And they really finished strong to get into game 157 to make the playoffs. I mean, they, they ended up taking two of three from Milwaukee in that final series. That's what it took. Yep. It's a weird little team. I don't know what to think. Part of me thinks that this team could be sort of good. And then I look again and I'm like, boy, this team could be really bad. There is a really big house that separates the ceiling and the floor for the Kansas City Royals. Totally, yeah. They're probably the most volatile team in the league. And that's not just because they might trade for who knows who. Well, and I sort of like this Nick Hanslick kid. He had a hell of a he had a had pretty nice year for him last year. Yeah, which is why I kind of I thought it was weird that he traded for Parsons. Hanslick looks like a great second baseman. You can build around. He's young and doesn't make twenty six million dollars. Right. I thought that was really really weird. It's the Royals. Everything is weird. I just don't know what to think. So yeah. it's, it's the Central. Everything's weird in the Central. Yeah, Speaking gosh, of which, what do we Twilight see happening Zone. in the Central? I'll lead it, I guess. Um, I like the Chicago Cubs in first. I like Colorado in second. Houston third. Milwaukee fourth. Then, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I 
think we all we both kind of agree that top four is clear, bottom four is confusing. I'm gonna say Texas makes fifth. No, 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 no. Scratch that. St. Louis fifth. White Sox sixth. Kansas City seventh. And who am I forgetting? Texas. Texas. That's the White Sox. God, I did horrible with that. I don't even know if anyone understood what I just said. You want to try that again? Yeah. Okay. Cubs. Colorado. Houston. Milwaukee. St. Louis. Texas. Kansas City. White Sox. Okay, that made more sense. And that was I changed I changed my mind five times while I was talking. So yeah, which is difficult to do. In any event, I'll go Cubs, Houston, Colorado. I'm gonna pick Kansas City for fourth because you know what, it just seems like the safest thing to do. Pick them for the middle of the division. Uh, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Texas, Chicago. Um, I'm one for for boldness for for watching the world burn. Chicago, Colorado, Milwaukee, Texas, Houston, St. Louis, Kansas City, Chicago. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, one more division. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Let's start with the California Angels. Um, the rich got richer. I I really, truly think we got better from last year. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. You got McCorkle, and uh, McCorkle and the Goodwill box was given to you nicely from your friend in Pittsburgh. That alone is such a big upgrade. Um, Granted, yeah. Resendez was awesome for you last right, yeah, year. Yeah, he was really good last year. So like, he was the silver slugger. Yeah, yeah, like it's not a huge upgrade off of last year, but he's just Resendez this year was fluky. This one is not going to be fluky. McCorkle's going to be great. Yeah. I, you want to go over your offseason? Is there any other big moves that you made? Because um, that's really what I'm focusing on. Uh, shortstop from went from Cressman to Greg Kane at $8 million this year. Right. Yeah, I think he offers uh, – he's going to offer you more production than Cressman, but not by a ton, I don't think. And he's not as healthy as Cressman. Yeah. No, he's not as healthy, but I don't think he's what I'd call injury prone. He's a squirrel guy. Yeah, I would call him injury prone. He's a he's a scroll guy. Most of it's not bad. Yeah, he's sort of like a Mike Gomez scroll guy. Yeah, right? he's gonna play 110 games, 115 right. games. Which I mean, I'll take. I've got. I trust Osborne as a backup. Yeah, no, you'll I'll, be fine. Yeah. Um, I just don't see it as a massive upgrade over Cressman. Um, the bat will be better. The glove will be worse. It's definitely better, but it's whatever. Uh, given the health, it's just McCorkle. The biggest upgrade may have been um, storyline Totten, who lost weight, who got the the lost weight, shows up to camp. Storyline that they remember Will Logger got way back when, um, and he added some velocity to his fastball and got an upgrade. He's after last year's quote unquote down year, which was two point seven WAR. He's now in OSA what seventy seventy yep. seventy. Yep, and he is uh, in the top twenty as the number eight guy. So I mean, they they have him as my number two ahead of Aguilar. Yep, as he probably should be. Uh, yep. Though I do think that Aguilar is my through, number two until he's not. The two through five can be in any order. I think uh, those guys are all great. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, is Aguilar not getting the opening day start? I honestly don't know. He has to. Uh, Come on. I mean, De La Cruz yeah. was the Cy Young Award winner last year. So He's what? The of the year. He's like the captain of the team. You should let him do it. This is interesting, D. Rich. Jake sent me a direct message. Arturo Aguilar, 34 years old. He signed for the next three years. 2012, 2013, 2014. Is he still Arturo Aguilar for all three of those years? Yes, I do think so. I think he's going to be more similar to what he gave you last year. Uh, As opposed the to 7.4, four. Four, right? Yeah. yeah. He had the a couple of crazy 392, years. a war of five. Yeah, I'll I'm, take I, that. I think he'll be an ERA around four, pitch really well. Um, he's got those bullshit team options, though. So he, I don't think he'll... He's probably going to... Jake's going to decline the option and then re-sign him for about $14 million. That's what <laughs> I'm, I'm not uh, even... I'm not, that wasn't a joke. That's what's going to happen. It, it, with him, it's, it's not. I've negotiated with him before. He's not someone that will take those hometown deals. We'll see. I remember I've negotiated with him uh, when I tried to extend him on his last contract, and I tried to get like that two-year deal. He was asking for 50 a year. He is high greed, so... We will see. Um, I do yeah, think no, Jake declines this, though. I don't think he get, makes thirty million in California next year. I'm not entirely sure about that. All right. I hope you. I hope. I hope you keep him. You should. He, he, he will. If if I had my if I had my choice, he does not play in a uniform besides California Angel uniform. And he really, I hope so too, because this guy was signed by the Angels when he was like thirteen in a village somewhere. Nineteen ninety four is when he signed. Like, dude, didn't even have a. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, man. 1994? Jeez. It's fun he's to see the guys who were signed at 16 stay there the whole 18 time. years. He spent 18 years in the Los Angeles Angels organization. Yeah. It's officially more of his lifetime has been spent with the Angels than, than anywhere in Nicaragua. Else. Right, yes. <laughs> um, and then I guess the follow question is, is Arturo Aguilar a Hall of Famer if he retires today? Oh. If he retires today, I don't think so, no. Oh, I think... I think if he retires today, and that might have been true for me like two, three years ago. I think he'll get there, but uh, I, I don't think... A couple things worth there. noting. He's within, I want to say... Let's see, he has, he has... He's within 16 wins of 200, um, and then 36 wins of the all-time record. And he is at 2,400 career innings. He's... If, if you think that, that he uh, survives, then... He's going to reach 3,000. Yeah. I mean, I, I say those numbers. I mean, he easily gets to 200, 200 wins. wins. He will so, be the all-time winner. I think that he'll – how many wins is he away from the all-time record? Uh, 36. That's where 30, uh, 33 – or excuse me, 33. He needs 33 30, to tie. 33 wins. Yeah, no, I think he he's uh, – uh, he might borderline shatter that record. Like, he might break it by next year. Well, that would be pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, he could. He could. I mean, he's, you got to say, he's with the Angels. They're going right. to win 105 games. Right. So you don't even have to pitch that well. The dude didn't even pitch that good last year and won 25 fucking games. Set the, so, yeah. the single-season record. He's, yeah. he, he, it, it, absolutely, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, he will get there. I don't think if he retired today, he would get in. 
but um, at, at the sure. minimum, his number 24 is being retired. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. I just I hope you don't let him go anywhere else, even if he is a greedy bastard and wants $40 million. You just should keep him. Uh, um, he's not getting that Ramos, tw- that Ramos treatment. He He's not finding himself on the trade block. He found himself on the trade block early in 2007, and that was it. Yep, and I'm glad you reconsidered. Yep. All right, uh, let's move on from the Angels. Let's head to Seattle. Um, the Pacific's so fucking good. Jose Galvez is a top 20 guy. Alvarado, Deering, Price. That's such a good top three. This he did lose Chris good. Horn, though. He did. He did trade uh, Chris Horn in the division. And Camacho. He had a weird little day and a half. Yeah, where dude, he traded, I don't know. Like a lot of guys. I think, like, who knows what happened? Like, his wife came home fucking being a bitch, and he was just like, start trading everybody. <laughs> That's a, I don't know. It was really crazy because he made, like, seven trades in six hours. <laughs> and that's not what Dustin does. Right. Uh, no. I like what he did for the most part. Um, the Chris Horn deal I thought was awful. I think – I can't believe I'm saying this, but I thought Oakland fleeced Seattle. It's just uh, – Mind shot, mind blown. But <laughs> Horn had peaked last year. That was a big part of why they were so good. But he's got Brett Scherf to take the place. I like Scherf. He's just he's not going to do what Horn did, which was an ERA about two and a half. I forgot Horn was that good last year. I honestly did. Yeah, that was a that was a huge part. Oh my gosh, Horn was so good last year. Won the ERA title. I he, think. he got he got first place votes for uh, pitcher of the yeah. year. Oh, and deserved them. So, well, maybe not. He probably didn't deserve first place votes. He yeah. deserved votes. So, but that makes the rotation look a lot worse. Um, right. The four or five guys are question marks. It wasn't that way. Scherf, I think, is good, but it's going to be his first year starting all year. So we'll see. Uh, Jake Drees is okay. There are question marks here. And is the rota- is the lineup as powerful as it was last year? I don't know. I don't think so. I think, weirdly, after finishing second in his division with the second-best record in the entire league, he made his team a little worse. And I don't understand why. Like, yeah, what, I, I don't think so either. To what I, end? I think right? he like, thought he was selling high on Horn because he knew Horn had peaked, which uh, I think everyone would agree with. But he didn't really sell high. I thought he even sold low. Uh, Horn was bouncing in and out of the OSA top 20. A lot of that's stats reliant, but still a top 20 pitcher at a given time for right. what he got in return was essentially nothing. It was like one guy was in the top 30 of Oakland system, and Oakland has one of the worst farms in baseball. It was really nothing in return. And the pitching was so, so good on this team, it made the Pythagorean record look a little better than it was. Um, I really think it was closer to a 95, 90, 90 to 95 win team than 102 like they won. Uh, I think they might find themselves fighting for a third seed. We kind of considered them the second best team in baseball last year because their record was was that, but they don't feel like that to me. I uh, I think they'll win about 90, but it'll be a battle to get in the playoffs. Well, it always is in the Pacific. It wasn't for them last year. They were 15 games clear or something. Right. 
I mean, it's still a it's still a quality baseball team. Oh no, this team's good. I don't yeah. think they're bad. Uh, are, they, are they are are they are they a, sh- a shoe in in any other division? Yeah, they're shoe in. You think they're better than Pittsburgh in the Pacific or I in think, the Atlantic? I think Pittsburgh's a shoe in though. Oh, oh, I see what you I see what you're saying. No, I, I guess they. I don't think they would be a shoe in in the Atlantic. Um, I think it would be a battle, but I'd still give them the edge. But if it was the Central or the North, they wouldn't even have to play, dude. Yeah, this team's. I st- I still think this team's good. I just don't think they're better than they were last year. Like, no, they're not better than they were last. So year. So they won 102 last year. If I set the over under at 92, what do you take? Damn it, that's a really good over under. Yeah, that's um, ten take the games over. worse. I, I take the over. I trust Dustin. Yeah, he always seems to pull things like this out of his ass. Watch this work out really well for him. Like, Sheriff will have a great year, and, you know, Horn will never be the same again. i got to say, um, okay, 92 is a number that they have not hit since 2006. Uh, last year was the first time they ever won more than 93 games. So they've been really consistent in the uh, 88 it, to 92 range. Well, you know what? That's an interesting point. Is this sort of like the Mets? Of the West. Yes. This is yes. built for the playoffs. They're the Mets. They're better than the Mets. Um, but they're not like a powerhouse, right. I don't think. And they ne- just like the Mets. The Mets never really look like a powerhouse. But everybody knows they're going to be there in playoff contention. And if they make it, once they get in, they're going to be damn tough to get out. Yeah, have fun playing Alvarado twice. That's what exactly. happens. It, that's what the Mariners are. They're the Mets of the West. Yeah, a little worse bullpen, a little better lineup. Uh, rotation's probably a wash. And I don't even mean just for this year. I just think, like, from... Oh, I agree with you, totally. Time memoriam, that's what Literally, they are. Since Dustin and and Brandon have been here for the last 10 seasons, right? really similar. Yeah, I always compared Seattle to Atlanta, because we both had been in the playoffs and failed. Right. But now that that bastard Dustin has a ring, you're right. He's the Mets, dude. <laughs> Scummy Mets. Ugh. Jake, do you have anything more on Seattle? Um, I don't like facing Alvarado in the playoffs. Well, I got bad news for you. Get ready. Shane, Shane Kinder, Jose Galvez, Leo Rincon, Arturo Flores, Kaimani Alamine. They're all still really, really good at baseball. Yes, they are. As is Danny Ursino. I just kind of think if you look at all the numbers, all those guys probably peaked last year. Fair enough. Um, let's head on to let's head into the bay. Um, I feel so bad for for San Francisco Matt. I mean, he's done everything he could over the last two years. He's played two more games than everyone else. And what does he get? Two more games. He, he he gets gut wrenching losses with fantastic play by play. Is what he gets. That's what he gets. Um, is this the year they they break the they break the trend? Yeah, I think is. so. Is this team they they lost Haas? Is this team that much better than than last year? Yes, I think they are a little better than they were last year. Yeah. Um. I mean, who is who is the big acquisition? Besides stealing Agerbrecht, Mello, and uh, Avina from uh, the remnants of the San Diego organization. Well, I and think Elijah that, Gray, too. Isn't, isn't that enough? Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, they did something smart. They traded with San Diego. 
I think we all tried and we all failed, and he ended up taking everything from him. I mean, I think I think Egerbrecht is pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a guy made for this park. Agree, big time. And uh, but you you feel comfortable putting him in the line, in the rotation and not Rich Todd? Yes. It's interesting to me. I'd rather have Rich Todd. Oh, it's not even close. Egerbrecht's lots better than Rich Todd. He he has five pitches. Right. None of which are lower than a 50, and only one of them is – or two of them are 50s, two of them – three of them are higher than 50 Right. with that 80 changeup. With the 80 changeup. Yeah, I think you guys are both wrong. Uh, okay. It's, a I lot think, of it's the I movement. I think you're wrong. A lot of it's the movement. Uh, both have the stuff there. I think you guys – a lot of people overrate number of pitches. If you have 80 it's stuff – It's not the number of the pitches. It's the quality of the pitches. I don't understand how Todd is 80 stuff with only the one pitch. Well, apparently it's a fucking super pitch because... Well, right. I think that's what it is. I think even though they both have 80 change-ups, Todd's change-up is, like, really a Bugs Bunny change-up, whereas, like, Egebrecht's is just a typical 80 change-up. But, yeah. like, Stefan Williams only has 60 stuff? Like, that that doesn't make sense to me. I guess, uh... I mean, I don't know how the game calculates it, but I focus on the stuff more than the pitches, and the pitches make Egebrecht and Stefan Williams look a lot better than they do. Rich Todd's the opposite. The stuff makes him look good, and the pitches make him look not so good. Right. I, I, I think even in Pac Bell, 35 movements, really hard to play, and Egerbrecht has huge control issues. Um, we don't really... It's really hard to evaluate these former San Diego guys just considering oh my gosh. they've had such weird routes their whole career. Exactly. Like, Egerbrecht is a guy who just bounced around and then got thrown to the majors real quick. Well, right. He started in... A ball, and then went to high A, and then went to triple A. It, 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 you're absolutely right. I don't think anybody knows what to think of all these guys that came from. Because I don't think Danny Mello's so bad either. I think this guy love pretty, Danny Mello. People, I think yeah. he's, people shit on him when he got traded for Salmonen. I, I don't think it was that bad. I think he's pretty decent, but uh, I think Salmonen is worlds better than Mello. That's yeah, that's the issue. I don't think so. Oh, I yeah. honestly don't. Th- Think so. Okay. I like Couple Mello of things. too. I do. I, I I like Danny Mello a lot. Still, nobody knows what to make of him because he's from San Diego. Like that's still the point, right? Yeah, he didn't like, even. He's never been in the starting rotation before. Like nobody knows what to think of him because he's been so mishandled, right? But D. Rich is right. Mello is not in the same solar system as is Salmonen. Yeah, and Mello has also had a. Uh... A lot of positive dev reports since the trade. So, in a, at, at first, I think we all actually thought of him as a reliever at the time of the trade. Oh, or okay. A, a scummy yeah. starter. He looks a little better now than he did. But even then, Salmonen, all day, every day. But I like Danny Mello. Uh, uh, yeah, I think this. I, I think this. This could be a really. This could be a closet, really good rotation. Like, they have a lot of options. Right. There's a lot of different guys you could go with. Because I like Greenage, I like Gomez. They're all fine. Darius Thompson is so good. Right. They're all fine. There's nothing I, wrong Darius, with any of these Thompson. Darius Thompson's such a weird player to me. Oh my gosh, he is a weird player. He's Scruggs. He's, a he's better, worse he's, than Scruggs. What are you talking about? The ratings wise, sure. But I mean, you look at the last three years. Yeah, he gives you four war. Or I think last year he gave you four war, and that was. His peak. 
don't right. think he's ever going to do that again. It was a lot better across the board. Well, that's uh, true. It might have been his career year, but still, I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying he's not good. I, I would love Darius Thompson in, in Atlanta, but he's a three and a half war pitcher. And that's it. I mean, I, I see 40 movement and 40 control. That's nothing to get super excited about. And Bobby Alexander will be fine now that he's not in a rotation. That All helps a lot. That helps a lot. So, I mean, like, yeah, I think this team, this team could finish second in the Pacific. That's what the predictions have them for. They have them just three games behind the Angels. And uh, I think three games behind the Angels is a little optimistic. Totally. Unless they, totally. Unless they have the Angels written in for, like, you know, 92 wins or something. But. But, uh, but yeah. I, Predictions I, have this team winning 95. I think that's a little rich. But they won 90 last year, and I think they're better. Yeah. Uh, they lose Haas, but they just added more depth, and uh, the bullpen and rotation should be better. This team's pretty good. I think this is, this is Matt's year. I'm curious who you think he's going to go with in that rotation. So you, for sure, Pencil and Thompson, Greenwich. Right. And then you got question marks, because I don't know if Egebrecht's there. He has Hartsock penciled in now. Doesn't yeah, he won't. Hartsock won't be, won't be there. Be, I think Gomez is guaranteed a spot. Of course, um, yeah. And so that's already three, right? Because if we're guaranteeing a spot to Thompson and Greenidge, then Gomez. What about like that, Tony Resendez? Well, yeah. Yeah, I think that's reasonable too. Um, I think you've got to have Mello as your four. I think Mello's in, and I think my my fifth would be Egbrecht, but that's just me. Yeah, you could do Egbrecht or Resendez or call up Elijah Gray, the prospect I, mean, I mentioned they, earlier. They have eight really guys good. they can start. This yeah. is a team that has elite depth. Well, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I no, it's not, especially in this league. It's very good, but it's also, I wonder if they could package some players to get a, a star. Because right. they they're kind of missing that. You know, we, we thought Billy Buckley was like the big bat that would carry the lineup, and he's Maybe fine. Not. But he's not a he's not an all star, and I think that would help the team a lot getting a, a legit cleanup hitter to hit in the middle of the order. Yeah, I mean you're probably right. This team doesn't have a stud unless you consider Bobby Alexander the stud. But I'm never going to consider a, a reliever who has not pitched relief in four years. Right, <laughs> a stud. Billy Thiel. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, like then no, the, he's no. a good reliever. But right, nothing. Right. But no, but Dietrich is right. This team doesn't have a oh wow, look, there's a stud. But, but I don't know. I think I, they're gonna think they're gonna be pretty darn good. I did too. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think you could even say that they have just total talent. Their total talent level is elite. Yeah. But it's kind of still needs to be molded in a better way. There's still holes here, and yeah, I, I'd like to see them get a little bit. I do not think the 95 wins is off by a lot. I will say that. Yeah, it's hard to do in Pacific, but they did win 90 last year. Right. And I, think and I think they're better. So, All right. Well, let's move on to the other Southern Cali team, the fourth of the big four in the Pacific, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the commissioner's team. Uh, what have we seen here from the team headed by the commish? Well, it looks like they had a – might have to go over their offseason a bit for me, but uh, as far as I know, it's very quiet. Did trade Chris Robbins. Yep. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah, it was. Well, uh, essentially, they got worse. 
They, uh, you get he, a, a year under Manny Lopez's belt. Uh, it looks like, I mean, uh, Coyle, Jonathan Coyle still sitting out there in free agency. Lucarelli walked, but didn't, didn't add anyone. Yeah, that, those are big, big losses. Um, Robbins has been really good. Coyle's been really good. I know he's had, he has a lot of depth in the middle infield, so we'll get to see a lot more Matt Profits. Maybe he turns out to be something. Uh, we also just get a year out of Kyle Burris, who is special. I, I know. Think. I really like this kid. Maybe maybe I'm a little, I might be a little pra- praising him a little too much. Uh, he did have a ratings hit in February for me, so he doesn't look as good to me as he did in the postseason when he was pitching uh, in the playoffs. He did not, did not have a rating hit, ratings hit from my scout. So, As a matter of fact, he got a ratings bump from my scout. Same Boy. here. Oh, boy. I think I was really high on him before. That's why I was singing the praises. I still have him at 75 potential, which is juicy. Just yep. uh, He used to be a 75 movement guy, and that's we, now we, in the green. We, we picked on the commission for the Quezon Green to Burris deal. Were we wrong? No. Because I think at the time we picked on him for not the trade itself, but the idea behind the trade. Right. Which was making yourself worse in the middle of a playoff race. Right. Which I think he did do, yeah. but yeah, no. This year, Kyle Burris, boy, oh boy, that he's obviously the X factor, and totally. if he pitches well, this team could be damn good. Yeah, he didn't really. He pitched okay in L.A. Um, gosh, the strikeouts are a little concerning, but he should be better. Do, does your scout have him as a quote unquote borderline starter? Yes, sure does. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Something to keep an eye on, I think. I don't, I don't know what that means. Totally. But... Even when I go to my scouting reports, OSA and my scout refer to him as a closer. Like, they consider him a reliever. Which is a little wild, considering he has three pitches and 75 stamina. But it's something to think about, for sure. I'm less, uh, I'm a little more bearish than I was months ago, but he's a two or three starter on a playoff team, for sure. I think, right. he's, think he's pretty good. This team's pretty good. It's going to be really tough to pick which it's, one of these four, four teams, teams it's four teams in the does Pacific. not make the playoffs. You know what? I think this team's worse than all the others. I do. They have a legitimate ace, which really helps, but is he even the best pitcher in the Pacific? No, but the two best pitchers are in the Pacific. So who cares? I think that boy, oh boy, I don't know. He's 26. I think if I'm starting a team, the pitcher I want is Josh Phillips. Yeah, my you don't want DLC? Nope. I don't want that disruptive dick. I want my, Josh my, owner, my owner wants me to get rid of him. Yeah, that is not happening. That's really funny. I remember when you posted that. Yep. Yeah. I, the more I look at the Dodgers, they're, they haven't been world beaters lately. They've been uh, the third seed pretty much every year. And in the Pacific, winning 87 games probably isn't enough this year. And that's kind of what I think they're going to do. They look like the four seed pretty clearly to me. So since 2002, the Dodgers have been higher than the uh, have been higher than the three seed only twice. Well, have, how many times have they cracked 90 games in that span? Uh, one, two. Also yeah, twice. One of those times he was the three seed. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's just not enough. You know, just winning 88 games is never going to be enough in any division to really. Feel like you're a contender. Right. All right. 
Um, what do we have to say about the Padres? Uh, the big thing, they are under new ownership. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. I, I wish you the best. Hope you stay forever. Hope you export. So glad to have new blood here. Makes me really happy. It's a little um, uh, sibling rivalry in the Pacific here. Yeah, it's exciting. I wish, uh, you know, Joe didn't make all those trades right before he left. That would have been great. Yep. I I really meant what I said on Slack that I do not think there has ever been a rebuild like the current state of the San Diego Padres. Like, I don't think this is this is just awful. There's John Muller, and that's it. It's an abomination. John There's, Muller, who is uh, not a top 100 pro- prospect anymore? No, I he's, think he is. He was he's 97, not. I think. He's not anymore. Oh. And he debuted, I think, at like 15. David Sandoval is pretty good, too. Are you kidding? He debuted at like four, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it was top 10. But never going to be the, see the list again. I think that means he's going to follow the Ibarra. Uh, he's going to be like a bar and just become irrelevant. I think John Muller is something we could forget about. Um, so disappointing seeing what OSA had him at originally. I know. It's funny. They have him at those numbers almost, but 45 potential. Well, right. And that's what's so weird is that the numbers haven't changed that much. Self-fulfilling Only prophecy. the potential. Yep. Makes me so mad. Yeah. I do love Sandoval. Just... I don't know. What do you do? Do you just trade him now and say, okay, we're going to go full rebuild? I'm not sure. No. There's just not any I mean, other he's pieces. only 23. I, I think I think, I think that it, I think I've he never, can be a part of whatever San Diego builds. I'm, I've never been a big Sandoval believer, but I think he's better than what he has played. I mean, what are they going to build? I think that you build up his value and then trade him. Yeah, I don't it's a long, like, how many years would it take? Oh, this is at least a five-year rebuild. Oh, my gosh. Exactly, it, which means Sandoval's probably not going to be a part of it, unless you're going right. to be paying him $20 million in 2000. He'll be what? Thir- he'll be 30 probably by the time this team is competitive again. Exactly, and I think he's peaking his value probably now when he's super cheap and productive. <laughs> so let's move on. Maybe. I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world, but I don't know. I would really need to go into the details of what this team has in the minors, which I imagine is not much, but, and see what's there, if anything. Yep. Next up, Oakland, the other Bay team. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I can make from this is that Joe Souders is playing second base in spring training. Why? He did not make any errors last year. Don't get me started. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, that means he listened, right? That must mean Andy conceded his argument. I I don't know if it was a concession or recognizing that okay, maybe there's more than air. I mean, that sounds like you don't, a concession to me. You, you don't want someone that's going to make errors. That that's obvious. Um, but it's more than just that. Yeah. Either way, it's going to make this team a lot better. Uh, the addition of Horn's going to help too. But who's playing shortstop? Uh, as of now, someone that's probably worse than Souders. Yeah. Jesus Castro is worse than Souders. So let's get a shortstop on this team. Uh, <laughs> is Baranski that guy? 
Uh, he'd be I better than either of those other guys. I don't think so. Is Alan Shaw that guy? Uh, uh, I mean, they all suck a lot. Well, see, I'd rather have a guy that can defend. Totally, totally. It's for shit. Yeah, Shaw so is going like, to be better than... I like either of those other two options more than the whole freaking Jesus Castro idea. And Castro is a, dec- is a good player. So I mean, we him. saw that Milwaukee put uh, Richards on the trade block. Is that he go after? There's probably I mean, somebody in free agency, too. Yeah, Jeremy Richards sucks. He sucks, but he's so good defensively. Totally. You already have the equivalent of Jeremy Richards sitting on your roster. We just named two of them. Yeah. I mean, they're not Richards good, but I wouldn't pay to get Richards in his 570 OPS. When you have like 75 cents on the dollar Richards already exactly. on your roster. Yeah. By the way, I just... I, I'm obsessed now with uh, three-year trends in Sky Leaderboard on uh, S+. Do you know that Souders is easily, like over the past three years, like a top two, three, four, five player in the whole Sky? I'm sure. Uh, duh. I mean, freaking awesome. surprise? Freaking so awesome. good. He's so good. So freaking good. Yeah, and Trujillo couldn't be there because he's only played two years. So I oh, would no. expect him number one. Trujillo leads in war over, over the last, last three years. Over the last three years, even though he's only played into That's it. really rad. That's really cool. And by the way, it ain't close. Wow. It's Trujillo by a lot. You know who's in second? You like this. I don't know. Silky. Wow. That's crazy considering he's uh, not. You know, three years ago, he sucked. He wasn't very good three years ago. Interesting. So, anyway, the athletics. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know where to start. I've talked about a lot about the athletics, both publicly and in private with Andy, about the state of the team and the history. So I don't want to dive into it too much. Um, I know he blames a lot of his problems on budget, and I'm going to say that budget doesn't matter. When you hand out contracts like you did to Art Carberly, like just making dumb moves like that doesn't help anybody. I think this team's going to be bad. I love the Chris Horn deal that makes him better, but they're still so far away. I don't know. You guys want to talk? I think the rotation looks better because Horn makes a difference. Um, I don't know what to say about the lineup. Um, I think this team is sort of meh. I mean, it makes me sad. Is it? Is it time to move on from Flores and Souders and try again? Yes. It is. Because you blew it. Because if it isn't time, it's time soon. It's because, time. Oh, it's if you're not moving on, you better be fucking making the playoffs. Because because if you're not going to trade them now, you're going to miss the opportunity. Because they're not going to have a lot more value than this for long. No, they're both in their prime and on reasonable contracts. Um, real quick, what's the over-under for this team? If I set it at 75, would you take the over-under? i take the under. I was going to set it at 70. I think I would take the under, too. But it's somewhere in there. All right. So we both, we all think it's clearly not a playoff team by about 20 games. Andy needs to, to look in the mirror. Look at his roster. 
decide how many games he thinks he can win. And if he thinks it's less than 80 or less than 85 even, you have to hit the trade button. I mean, there's no fucking reason to have the two of the best five players in baseball in their prime on a team with 60 wins. Just it's like rebuild. having Trout and it's like having Trout and Otani with the Los Angeles Angels in real life. Yeah, it's yep. bad, man. It's just not. It's and can you imagine the King's ransom that he could get for Souders and Flores? Like if you really push the trade button now, boy, oh it, boy, it would be interesting. Um, that would also be the a big thing because if you do hit that button and put him on the block. Those two trades shape your next 10 years. Like right. You better get great return. Well, and I think you could. Because you I, could demand a King's Ransom. So We'll see. I, I encourage him to do that and encourage him to do good with the trades. Because yeah. I would hate to see another superstar go to California and not get a top 20 guy. You know? Right. Like you I better think... get top five specs over and over and over. Well, I think that a couple of things. First of all, the only thing that I would say is that now's probably not the best time exactly to push the trade button. You should because, have done it at the beginning of the offseason. Right, because then guys don't have the budget room to take on these salaries. Might have to keep salary for these guys, which is a terrible idea because they're both signed for so many years after this, right? Like, So I don't think you can do it that way. So maybe you play this year. And then you push the trade button and yeah. you hope nothing really happens to really decline their value. And then you really just try to rake in all sorts of prospects totally. next year for them. I post because them on the block be, tomorrow. I don't know that I would do that because I'd be worried you would be really limited as to what you could get. Or no, you'd have saying, to keep salary. I'm just so. saying post their names. Tell them they're leaving in 2012. Might be December, might be April. Right. But just start fielding offers because it doesn't hurt to do it early and you have time but it's so important to get good players for this i don't want to see another superstar go for nothing and man that's all he has chris horn helps but that's it but yeah no this team this team's gonna finish somewhere in the bottom four probably like six give or take in the pacific Yep. Sounds about right. All right, two more teams. Y'all ready? Yep. First off, one team that is definitely looking forward to the future, the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's uh, they, they traded for Camacho and then signed him to a three-year, $30 million extension. They still have David Lowry, who has a team option next year, although the team option buyout is literally the same amount as the team option, so that's a guaranteed deal. Um, they traded for Burkhart. What is going on here in Arizona? I'm not sure. Um, I think he probably thinks his team's better than it is. Um, like I, I think I get the idea of like letting the kids play. Let's just get a little better, even if it hurts our draft pick. But that makes me think that he thinks Arizona is a 78-win team. They're close to 500. But in reality, they're closer to 55 than 75. Yeah, I don't think it's 55 or 75. Um, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, this team's better than it was last year. Uh, I mean, 
you have to let Otero play because he's clearly ready. Um, I think you should probably try to trade Lowry. I think you should try to trade Tiggs. I don't understand why you make these trades for guys like Burkhardt and... Well, looking back at the Burkhardt deal, it looks like um, that was more of a dump. You also got a solid prospect, Sandy Rubio. Okay, um, well, then that would be... 10. Well, then that would make sense. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And he didn't give up much for Camacho. Right, right. He did I give think up that two extension. very nice reliever specs. A reliever right. spec is whatever. It's a reliever spec. But still, I mean... I, I could get behind all of this. What's really weird is the extension for Camacho. Yeah, I think it's a bad deal. It's just too much money. But nope. it's a catcher who's pretty good, so... I don't mind paying Camacho $10 million a year. That's not the issue. I just don't know that this should be the team who pays Camacho $10 million a year. Because I'll bet, was this Camacho's walk year? Mm-hmm. I would have flipped him at the deadline. I'll bet you could have gotten more for him. Than he you was gave Seattle, up. though. What? Who are you talking about? No, Arizona. Should have just kept Camacho and flipped him at the deadline. Instead of in, instead year, of extending him? Instead of extending him. Oh, I see. I see what you're I saying. I bet you could have gotten more than he gave up for him. Potentially, yeah. You know what? You're right, Jake. Uh, I think he did overpay for Camacho a little bit. Uh, he's been really productive, but I don't think he has a lot of value. Don't think he's worth ten million, but I'm not going to criticize a catcher who's hit really well and plays good defense. I just think I mean, he's already he's, big. A, he's a switch hitting catcher that plays elite defense. Yeah, Th- those are not common. Yeah, not exactly. to mention he's only 27, turns 28 in June. I yeah. very much think that Camacho is worth ten million dollars a year. It is not. It, it is not hard to squint and see this offense being sort of okay, but boy, this pitching staff is bad. Really bad. Um, Rip Austin Paddock. He had one of the worst years you will ever find from a picture last year. That home run rate was so funny. He gave up 4.1 home runs per nine. Not a small sample size either. 80 80, innings. 80 innings with 37 homers given up. Oh, man. He had negative two and a half war. Fantastic. Absolutely incredible. That is tough to do. So we talked about Hathaway earlier, about uh, if he's good or if he's worthy of the number one spec. Right. If I was making a list, Mike Armour would be my number one overall prospect. I think this guy is going to be incredible. I think he's a borderline ace in the major leagues right now. Don't know if he's going to make his debut, but if he shouldn't, at least until July. Nope. There's no way you waste a year on this guy right but now. He's totally ready and would destroy pitch, destroy the majors. I mean, he is really fucking good. I'm not quite as bullish as you are, but I will say that the yet to come out uh, pitching rankings for Sky Miners uh, have very high Mike Armour. He's a clear number should. one to me. Clear number one to me. He's really, really good. He's really good. Everything about it is juicy. Like, everything. He's even a ground ball pitcher, throws hard, ground baller. I mean, he's going to be pretty close to 80-60-60, which is as – that's an ace. That's a, as good that, as a That's guess. a top three pitcher in baseball. 
Yeah, he's going to be something like that. Really freaking good. Um, over his last, what would this be? This would be his last 27 and 19. That would be in his last 46 starts across A, high A, and double A. Give me a second here. The high A numbers are so beautiful. I recommend anyone look up Mike Armour and take a peek. They're beautiful. They are beautiful. All right, my computer's buffering here, but over his last 46 starts, I believe he has something close to, to nine war. He had a ten. He had ten starts in A plus last year, and had four WAR. Yeah, that's incredible. That is so amazing. He had a point eight two ERA. Yes, he did. Fifteen point six Ks per nine and one point yes, nine walks per nine. Oh, the strikeouts are just incredible. This man's striking out the world. I feel okay. bad for him though, because he he should be in the majors, man. He should be. No, 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 no. All right, no. if he was an Atlanta Brave, what would you be saying? Put him in the majors. Yeah, well, of no course. Shit. He deserves yes. to be the majors. That's what I'm saying. It sucks that he has to wait. Well, so. I mean, that's the right thing to do. Totally, here to... totally. But it right. fucking sucks still. I mean, yeah, of course he should be a Philly, and then he's in the majors, damn it. But it's not the <laughs> yeah. issue. I just want to see him in the majors as soon You know as what I he's can. not, though? You know what he's not? He's not a Miami Marlin, so that's happy. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I'm going I'm to get dragged over the coals for that one. It was so worth it, though. Oh, my gosh. All right, one more team, and then uh, some predictions. The Las Dangas Knights, the Dan Vegas Knights, the Dan, Dan Las Vegas. Vegas, whatever the hell you want to call them. They are going to put up runs, and they are going to allow runs. That that fair to say? Yeah. I don't think this team is bad. No, like it's them. a quality team. That would battle for a spot in the Central, would battle for a spot in the North. Yep. It's going to be 10 games back in the Pacific. I think they can battle for a spot in the Pacific. You Why really not? think that they're within seven games of San Francisco or Seattle? No, I do not. Yeah, maybe, do. He, maybe he does. I do, I do. I. Uh, how many I games they win last year? 81. That was within 10 games of... They won 80 games last year. That's yeah, that was... within 10 games. Yeah. yeah, what the hell? Why can't they be within 10 games again? This team is really not far away, and I like a lot of these specs, too. Yeah, they had the second-best offense last year, and the pitching was a disaster, and I don't think, I think it's like, it was just kind of unfortunate. I don't think it was as bad on paper as I, it was. I think that Dontignac is better this year, right? I think that, well, Sid Finch is probably not better this year, but but I think that this team could be okay. I mean, Rogelio Soto needs to get his head out of his ass. I think he'll be better this year. Um, yeah, Chris, Soto's pretty nice. I like Soto. I mean, that's a, that's a decent too. one too. It's a, it's a fantastic bullpen. Right. Um, between Scott Neal and Miramontes. Now, one thing that Dan needs to do, if 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 is if he falls out of it, he needs to start trading these guys, especially the bullpen guys. I think Dotsonyak's probably your first option to trade. Right. Well, and a lot of these guys are are. Well, he did he re-sign Dontignac? I think he did. He opted out of twenty-two million to take thirty-three over three years. Yeah, because he's really, a Nimrod. Yeah, very big Nimrod move. All right, Dontignac. We talk about Darius Thompson. Uh, Thompson's just the worst version of Dontignac, and Dontignac's been kind of a career disappointment, right? He was pretty good with Boston those couple of years. 
He was pretty good with Philly for a couple of years. He's a weird little pitcher, right? He is a one-time All-Star. Yep. I mean, he's a better version of Thompson. And uh, I think everyone kind of hates on him because he's been not that special. Yeah. But I do like him. Uh, I think he's in a good ballpark for him. Yes. Uh, it might not help his ERA, but it'll help the Knights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you can squint and see this team, you know, comfortably over 500. My I mean, eyes are open, baby, and I'm seeing it. Yep. Okay, we're going to play a little game here. Um, we want to do between, predictions? Before we get to predictions, right. between Arturo Aguilar, Vavrin Kozak, and Amari Dantanyak, who is the oldest? Ooh. Say the names again. Dantanyak. Kozak, Kozak. Aguilar. Oh, they're probably all within like months of each other. Yeah, I feel like I've looked at them all. Because you're Jake the Snake. I think they they're are, all 34, actually. They are it's all like, 34. Right. right. Whatever. So we're <laughs> choosing what month they were born. Uh-huh. Fuck. All right. I'm going to take Kozak, Aguilar, then Danton, yeah. I think that I think that I remember looking at Kozak. I think he's a little younger than Danton, yeah. I don't have... I don't have any idea where to put where to put Aguilar. I'll say that he's the youngest. Aguilar is the oldest at 34 years, 281 days. God damn it. Kozak is in the middle at 34 years, oh, 102 days. Wrong. And Dantanyak is the youngest at 34 years, 29 days. Wow, right. Trent, you didn't know Aguilar's birthday? That was, that, was, that was like the stupidest game we've ever yeah. played. I gotta <laughs> say, that was like that Cincinnati was versus Philly was better than that. <laughs> Dear Lord. All right, uh, specific predictions. Oh, man. Sorry, let me reel about your astrology assessment of these guys. Fuck. Uh, All right, how, predictions. How did, how did you not know that Arturo Aguilar is a cancer? He is a cancer. Cancer to the entire Pacific Division. All right. He's not a cancer, actually. I don't know what he is. Uh, oh, what are you, a cancer? That's why you're familiar? I'm a Capricorn. My parents are cancers. All right, California leads the division <laughs> by about 12. No, I'm going to say 14 games clear of second. Then Seattle, closely followed by the Giants, closely followed by the Knights, closely followed by the Dodgers. Dodgers in fifth, which would be pretty wild. Um, then I'm going to go Arizona, Oakland, San Diego. California, San Fran. Uh, I think that's a lot closer than D. Rich does, by the way. I'm a believer in San Fran. I'll say eight games. How many Cali- games do you think they're winning? Uh, I think California, the teams don't win like 105 games every year. So I'll say San We've won Fran- 206 games over the last two years. Right, I know. Uh, which, like I said, it's not 105 games a year. Um, it's not. It's 103 games a year. Exactly. See? So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's 192, something like that, for those two teams. Yeah. It'd be about eight games. So, Cali, San Fran, Seattle, uh, L.A., Las Vegas, Oakland, Arizona, San Diego. Uh, so, I have that same top five. I think it's going to be California, slight gap. San Francisco, Seattle, 
Slight Gap, Los Angeles, Gap, Los and uh, Las Vegas, Major Gap, Oakland, Major Gap, San Diego, Arizona. Arizona last? Yes. Wow, I don't see it. I no, I a lot better the Padres. Crazy. That that team's gonna that team's gonna hit well. They just it, can't pitch. There's no pitching. It's yep. the Padres, dude. We're talking about the fucking Padres. How under are they actual, last place? Because they're under actual ownership. I'm sorry. This guy ain't a wizard. You know? He's Unless he got all the than, good genes. He's better than what he <laughs> had. He's not that much better than his brother. I, it, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Is that the fact that, okay, he can understand that, okay, these players are shit. Let's bench them. I don't think he's going to win 40 games like they did last year. But, Jesus, like. Hey, there is no talent here. That is a much more fun game. What's the over/under on Padres victories? I'm setting it at. If I set it at fifty, anybody taking the over? I take the over. Yeah, I'll take under. I'll take under all day on fifty. Fifty-five, Jake. Under. Okay, so somewhere in there. That means you have Arizona barely cracking fifty wins. That's hard. That that pitching staff is atrocious. Mike Armour's going to pitch. 12 starts for them. Well, that, that might be a lot. True. Mike but... Armour might be the best pitching the, the the best pitcher in that entire organization right now. Well, and their again, second best Ryan Tyler's probably also in AAA right now. Yeah. They yeah. are they again, to be fair, let's not pick on the Mad Adam jeans too much. The, <laughs> the Giants are closet well run. Like I'm No, saying. I agree. I agree, but Nobody talks about them, but they're, there's they're... no one who can turn the Padres into a decent team in a year. I'm not right. saying that they're going to be a decent team. I'm saying that they're going to be at least a little more competitive. Right. Man, just even putting them not eighth is mind boggling to me. <laughs> All right. Take a wizard. Uh, let's make some. Uh... Do you want to do playoff predictions? Let's do, do playoff do... predictions and some uh, some award bold predictions. All right. Trent, I know you got a couple up your sleeve. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I will. Uh, uh, I'll. I uh, have uh, Atlanta winning the Atlantic. I will uh, uh, predict a somewhat similar uh, situation in the playoffs in the Atlantic than last year. I will predict that the Phillies beat the Pirates and then beat the Braves, and represent the Atlantic in the uh, East Championship. Uh, in the North, I had Montreal the Mets and uh, Toronto. I'll take the Mets to beat Toronto and then the Mets to get some revenge on the Expos from the years past and uh, go to the North finals or to the East finals to face the Phillies. I think that the Phillies lose that series, unfortunately to the Mets uh, and the Mets are the Eastern representative in the skyline cup out in the West. Uh, I had the Cubs, uh, Houston, and uh, Colorado. I'll take Colorado to beat Houston in that series. And then I will take Colorado to beat the Cubs and represent the Central in the Western uh, Conference Finals. Uh, In the Pacific, I think it's California. Uh, I think... I'm going to give Matt a playoff series, and I'll predict that he beats Seattle in that playoff series, which is a boon to Jake because he will not have to face Arturo Aguilar in the playoffs. And Arturo Alvarado. Arturo Alvarado in the playoffs. 
and ends up winning that series and then beats Colorado and the Mets to win his first championship. Congratulations to the Angels. Wow. All right. Um, I guess I'm not going to go series by series. That's just too many words. Um, I like the Braves coming out of the Atlantic as usual. Um, Trent fucking has one great postseason run. Never won 90 games in his life, and it went straight to his head. All of a sudden, he thinks he's winning the Atlantic every year. But the Braves coming back. We're going to take your ass down, you cocky son of a bitch. <laughs> and then we're going to lose to the New York Mets. <laughs> uh, so Mets in the championship for me. Um, I like Colorado out of the Central. Having an ace helps a lot. They're going to score. I, I, think, I think the Angels are going to fuck up somehow. I just can't decide who I want to win. I think I'll, I actually will take Seattle. Coming out of the Pacific. Um, be tough, but California's kind of turning into a meme in the playoffs also. So Seattle beats Colorado. We get Seattle versus the Mets. Two teams I despise now. And they're going to sc- score nine runs total in six <laughs> games. It'll be so stupid. But uh, I'm going to say Ponce gets one. No, 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 no. We'll get, I'm going to give Dustin a second ring. It's going to be a disappointing year, but he's going to fucking run the table in the playoffs. All right. Give me the, uh, the Braves out of the East, or out of the Atlantic, Mets out of the North, Rockies out of the Central, Angels out of the Pacific, Braves over the Mets. I still trust that Braves team. You always do, but I don't know I why. I always do. Uh, I also always say the Angels are going to beat the Rockies. That's going to be one hell of a series. Pitching, that's going to be strength on strength, pitching versus hitting. It fucked us last year against the Cubs. Um, then Angels have the Braves in seven. I've said that, what, now? Three years in a row? Yep. Okay, going with it until it, uh, until it happens. It's going to be. It's going to happen at some point. It's, it's got to. Got to. Got to. Okay. So Whatever the Phillies say. are three and one. They'll over the last ten years since we've been in this league. The Phillies are three and one in postseason series. They are. The Braves are four and ten. We've only won four. Isn't that wild? That's such a sad stat. <laughs> I know. What, what, do you know where do you see these stats? Do you have these in front of you? It's pretty easy to count when you only win a playoff series once every three years. Don't <laughs> oh, take a fucking professor. All right, uh, let's make let's make some bold predictions. All right, where are we we going? Give me a category. Um, let's go Eastern Region Hitter of the Year. Oh, trivia. have we ever had a <laughs> have we ever had a three peat for hitter of the year? Nope, never, never had back. To, is, uh, is, only had back to back. Is, are there any three time hitter of the year winners in any season? To say nothing of three in a row. Ah, shit. Let me check. John Hayes must have won a hundred, right? Hayes only know. won twice. Wow, I, I imagine there has to be at least one. I'm looking. I'm gonna say Silky gets the three peat. Um, why not? It it doesn't take all that much in the East. He gives you seven war. I think seven war is probably good enough. He's never hurt. Three time hitter of the year, Silky Flores, which would probably be the most underwhelming possible three time champ. 
but it'd be yeah. fun. Hmm. Yeah, I sort of want to argue with that, but I won't. I could be a dick and pick Contreras or something. Oh, you could pick whoever you want. I I don't think no one Silky's no one has close. won more than uh, two hitter of the year awards. I got Wouldn't bad that be news. incredible? I got bad news. It might happen twice this year. It will happen. One of those guys will win, Trujillo or Silky. I'm going to predict both of them to do it in the same year. That would be pretty wild. I'll take for them Silky both to do it. and Trujillo. For them both to do it, one at like 23 years old, Silky would do it at 27. Right. That'd Freaking be incredible. Awesome. On that note, I think Angel Trujillo both joins the 50-50 club and sets the single-season war mark. Do you really? You're I think take... he shatters the single-season war mark. I think you... he hits 12 this year. You think Why he, do you think he, he got 12? You think he got better than last year? Yes. Why? How? How is it possibly better? Did he have a ratings bump for you or something? I don't know. I'm going to go with the old always more experienced. I I don't know. I think that he probably – I think that he wins again um, because there's nobody better. Um, But I'll take the under on the 50-50 season. I'll take the under on 10 war. Ooh, Wow. wow. Not, not with okay. that defense. That was me last year, and you, and you mocked you got, me. Trent, Trent, don't you said the you set the over under at like seven and a half last year. I said seven actually. It was even worse. Oh God, even a bigger dick. Oh yeah. boy, I think he'll so be nine eight or something like that. Nine point eight. Okay. He, yeah. Last year's just impossible to replicate. It was so absurd. He also got hit by like thirty nine pitches. So he his on base percentage. Trujillo's going to hit fifty home runs because he did last year. So getting to the fifty home runs is not the problem. He gets thrown out too much to steal fifty bases. But he's still what eighty seventy five eighty on the base paths. Yep. I mean, he just. I mean, just in terms of fact, he gets thrown out too much stealing to steal fifty bases. I think the numbers are going to be down a lot just because the hit by pitches. I mean, he'll have tw- 25 less walks, essentially. Right. That's a big deal. That so might mean he has point. more home runs, though. So, well, I, I mean, the home runs are already fine. I mean, he, it doesn't even matter. He's still the best player in baseball. But in any event, I've already said I'm going to take DJ Caseta for uh, uh, East Rookie of the Year. Love that kid in Minnesota. Uh and uh, I'll go with Pons for East Pitcher of the Year because I'm a pansy. Wow. You're a huge pansy. Especially although, with that 892 miles per hour fastball. Although, you know what? I think Justin Muller finishes second. All right. I would, I would respect you more if you just picked your own guy, but you do you. Um, rookie of the Year, I'm going to go Colin Forner in Baltimore. Mm. The guy who had seven war... In AAA last year, yeah, super defense, gonna play every day. No reason not to. Uh, I think he's can't hit lefties, but he should just play versus lefties anyway with that defense. Pitcher of the year, give me a minute, Jake. You think you go ahead? Uh, Eastern Region pitcher of the year. It's gonna be Pons or Flores. Uh, I know that Pons lost that stuff off that fastball, but he's just so freaking good. He, he really is. Um, West pitch of the year. I think that's going to be a literal four-man race. I think that is going to be a four-man race between uh, De La Cruz, Alvarado, Josh Phillips, and Ron Leffler. Ron Leffler is going to throw his name into the ring. 
I'd like that prediction a lot, actually. I think you you're not going to be able to go wrong with any of those four pitchers by the end of the year. Um, and I think the boldest prediction of them all: Luis Murillo plays at least 130 games. Wow, he might be hitter of the year potential for that. Did you pick an East MVP? Uh, no. Piggyback off that. Let's go. Let's go, Murillo. All right. All right. Hey, there we go. That would be fun. Uh, I think I'll. I'm going to take Antonio Otero for West Rookie of the Year, first baseman in Arizona. Um, no reason not to let this kid play. He's certainly ready, and I think he's going to really hit the snot out of baseballs. Um, so, sort of risky because it becomes a warathon rookie of the year, and he's first baseman, but still, I'm going to go with it. And just to be a contrarian, I'm going to go for first-time pitcher of the year winner, Arturo Aguilar, California Angels. Wow. Not a, not a chance. Wow. I, I, I love it. Not a chance. Um, Western Region Rookie of the Year, Tim Bowen. Wow. Oh, boy. That's wild, too. So you think the screwball happens, huh? I think the screwball happens. Interesting. Mm. You know what? I don't know. I can't even. I have to say Otero for Rookie of the Year as well. Um, Unless I'm missing another rookie in the West, there's not really a superstar player who's going to mash. And I think Otero's going to mash. Even at first base, it's fine. Uh, For Pitcher of the Year, got to take Alvarado. Uh, He's just so damn consistent. He's more consistent than anyone else there. I think Phillips will fall off a bit. Jay LaCruz will fall off a bit, and Alvarado's just going to cruise on ahead. In the okay. East, pitcher of the year, going to throw a little curveball uh, at you. I'm going to take Jose Rosales in Minnesota. He's going to miss the beginning of the season, but uh, so he'll have a little less starts. I think it's going to work in his favor because he's going to have a super low ERA. Jose Rosales. My All right. Um, my, uh, I think the, the Eastern Region Rookie of the Year is going to be one of two Toronto Blue Jays. Mike Reese, Javier Castillo. Is Mike Reese in the – is he going to be pitching? I think he does. He's 25 at this point. Already has – already started 11 games last year. Triple A's in the rotation right now. I think he breaks camp with the team. I could buy the Castillo pick, but – Man, I just don't think Reese is ready. It would be fun. I hope he throws him. Castillo's a good pick. I think that's got a better chance of happening than Reese, just because pitchers so rarely win that. But I guess Tyler Trim did. But and that was because we bec- have no one else. Because yeah. I have to double down on this, Joe Cronk wins Platinum Stick. <laughs> <laughs> At what position? DH. Well, where, where he'll end up winning it, DH, where he should win at first base. Hey, if he'll have a good chance at DH because there's not really anyone who can win. Billbury. Bill Bray. Oh yeah, I'll take the bill. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else from you guys? I don't think so. That was fun, guys. All right. Well, uh, to those of you that have made it through this entire three-hour and thirty-five-minute podcast, we applaud you. Put a cookie in uh, in the Slack channel. We will applaud you. Um, for Trent and Dierich. I am Jake, signing off, and I wish everyone here luck in the 2012 season.